precisely every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn, and... I think we're in a fucking hemp field right now. Is that yeah, where we're at? You're damn right. <laughs> Are we in our space or hemp field? I don't know. We, we, we can do anything now, bro. It's <laughs> amazing. Welcome to the new studio here at Veedverks. Um, yeah. This is the first week. Uh, we had a great time over at Key to Life, but unfortunately, um, their fucking internet just kicked, the, just died on us, bro. It was like, it was crazy. It got worse and worse, worse and worse each week. It was like, all right, couldn't get worse than this. And then it just it started to like <laughs> and it did. throttle us or something. I don't know. Apparently, we were at an airport, and the airport would cause a lot of interference, so uh, there were some issues there. But uh, we hope that this is going to be the new spot. I think it is. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, our boy looks Travis great. runs it. Great. He's got a super setup already here. Like, we walked in and said, whoa, this is it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be like, – and I did mention today that our production value would, would increase, so I'm delivering once again. Yes. <laughs> I am delivering. <laughs> um, but in the st- So we have a full studio. We got uh, we got Nick from National Joint League hey. Law Creative Rolling Team. Oh, over yeah. here you see some Made in Shaolin Canagars. <sighs> we got our buddy Brian, three hundred three organic, or is it yeah, three hundred three cannabis? Organic cannabis. It's all good. Long winded, well, long winded. You know too Insta- many people. <laughs> long winded Instagrams. Um, and we got Jace uh, from Touched by Cannabis. There he is, the man himself, Touched by Cannabis. The man himself. We, we were talking about how inappropriate how that totally was. It inappropriate. doesn't fall into the Me Too. It is total thing. Me Too, bro. It's a total, <laughs> totally Me Too situation. Just nobody to sue, It's about helping kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there Jesus. You go. Now you're... Oh, yeah, you're cancer. really cro- you're really crossing a lot of lines. <laughs> it is. No, it no, is. no. It's not Touched by Cannabis. It's kids. You're like, oh, well, now we got problems. <laughs> <laughs> we got problems. There are no viewers now. <laughs> Zero viewers. Yeah, yeah, after that statement. Oh, they all left. Yeah, they immediately turned off. I'm being reported. Show's right. going down. Um, no, it's for the kids, man. This is like a pre-show for next week. There's going to be... Next week's like full bore here in Denver as far as the organic world uh, coming together. Pre-show with you guys. Uh, that's going to be... We'll talk about that in a little bit, but that's going to sure. be... Very yeah, we're cool. excited about that. Yeah, I'm super excited. Shout out Duke Diamond for uh, putting it together, for letting us uh, build it around him for sure. Sweet, yeah, and that's a great person to, to be working with because he's such a humble, humble guy. Yeah, and yeah. just easy, easy to work with, and easy to understand, and easy to kind of convey. <coughs> stuff. So that, I'm looking forward to him and the, what we're talking about, though, as far as event wise, the Indo Expo is going on, and that's getting that is literally one of the shows I like because it didn't start off all hyped out and stupid. It kind of built its way up, which is the best way and uh yeah there's there's uh, going to be some good obviously some great companies coming through but also it's it, things are getting more professional as you notice Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's that damn it's lo- genetics it's, that's that's what everybody wants is it's growers focused it feels like yeah which is great genetics. because for the for the most part it wasn't really much happening in that world here in colorado as far as where did you get good genetics because as we all know there's really no setup here yet that has makes sense now on a side note on that 
I mean, I think you know, a couple people put it out there, and it was like, oh, I think we're right. The fact that now um, Farm Bill passed and point. Three percent of uh, THC or under on any part of the plant is at least you know can move freely and be sold ex- ex- in exchange. Technically, seeds are legal now everywhere and every in every capacity, as long and I, and I think as long as you convey that on the packaging, you know, don't mm-hmm. put twenty seven percent THC and think it's going to help sales because it'd be like, oh, this is really right. But if you put, you know, novelty purposes only, this contains point three percent or less, you know, kind of puts you in a kind of a clear. A clear gray market? Pretty <laughs> clear gray market. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, f- the fact that there's CBD in every fucking 7-Eleven now and every yeah. little mm-hmm. bodega you go into, it's like, okay, how long until there's CBD seeds and, you know, things may be labeled as CBD seeds, but who's going to know until you actually grow them? Right, so mm-hmm. right. It's be inter- interesting times coming up around. Just like about five years ago, I, I was like, oh, dude, you watched... And, couple of years there's going to be thousands of fucking seed companies thousands and thousands because i saw how it went in holland too you know out of those thousands maybe tens are actually are producing them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. 90 most of it's just resellers and people who buy in bulk and break it down and throw their name on it or whatever and that's call inst- it bird seed yeah. yeah but that's happening here too now it's like you see For it sure. where it's like because a lot of people don't know how to select properly or they just have bad breeding stock to begin with so it's oh it's easier this guy's got you know and it's, it, it is getting like it's interesting to see because like the whole dollar a seed cbd thing which is still seems to be the price when it's feminized and it's sort of it's got to go to the wayside dude it's got to be people got to get in reality zone like you're like so you want twenty seven thousand dollars a pound <laughs> for some <laughs> what you know what i mean it's like you because you know in Reality terms, like I mean, obviously it's really only worth about their seeds. Their seed in Poland, you can get ten percent CBD right now for thirteen dollars and fifty cents a pound. Wow! You know, mm. so that's where it really settled. like we don't want to get it that cheap, personally. Mm-hmm. But it should come down to somewhere where it makes sense because right now everybody's in this insanity mode of like I need ten million seed, like ten million dollars. <laughs> like really? That's how one hundred million. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, no, that's not really how it works. Kind of like. You, you buy yeah, more. The discount? You buy more. You get so should come mm-hmm. down, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking about volume, like millions. You know what I mean? Because right. it's not like they're about to not have any money or something. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Mike's going to definitely call in around six, which is good. Good. Yeah. Um, I guess we should just go into. Let's go into some. Uh, let's do all the advertising right now. So it's biggity bam out of the way, and then we can just kind of grind away. New millennium. Now, Bam, and are you can able to uh, put that on behind us now and make us all look cool? Like, um, no, I'll, I'll work on that. All right, we're working on that. I don't just figured that would be a twofer. <laughs> It'd be a twofer <laughs> at that point because we'd be like, whoa, it's ball. We're living in the new millennium. Uh, we are actually, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dude, we are. Bro, it was a real statement. Didn't even realize it. <laughs> wow. Making real. It's statement. here. It's here. Um, new millennium, kicking ass. Finally, getting some recognition. I feel in the in the. Uh, the real growing world now, which is in you know uh, in in licensed facilities, but I went the other day and I was looking and they're like now they're putting out lots of ready to go for the Dosatron fucking units and stuff. So you're like ah, I see people are finally cluing in, you know, because it's great. We we've been uh, you know involved. We've been working with them for now a couple of years actually, and 
it's in the beginning, no one even heard of him. You know what I mean? And it, yet behind the scenes, you're talking about big ass fucking players who know what they're doing and have watched the scene. You know, not not new. It's not like a new. Com- it is a new company technically, but it's all very uh, old school, original players who are you know formulating for big companies that are now you know legendary. But they did it the right way. So if you if you're into flavor, and that's the funny thing too. Is there a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there that you know grows maybe bigger or whatever, but you got to have terps, you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's what it all comes down to. And now that we're actually registering that, and people are even testing for it and mm-hmm. having quantitative evidence, like you know, hey, this is yours is two and ours is six, and you know, think we want this one, you know. And, well, and I think that's what's going to define some of the market value in some of these things is being able to show not just the terpene values, but then you know you start looking at some of the nutritional values of cannabis as it's used differently for for medicines too, you know. So we're getting some problems still on the thing there. Yeah, a little bit. It's for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it's, the, it, it, it's strong for like a second, and then it's like it goes back down to zero or something. So I wonder if it's something mm. on ours. So Wait. sounds like it's on our side. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> it wasn't them. No. Okay. Well, it was them technically because we're just going to blame them because yeah. that's how it goes. But <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but you know what we did is they said that their internet was fucked up anyway because people go there and, and it, they had the same problems at work. So yeah. it wasn't like we made it up and totally made them rip out the entire thing. And <laughs> <laughs> it takes but it this. definitely could be. That, would, that sounds like something we would do. Um, so the internet went down? Is that the problem? No, not oh. down. We're just we're not flowing the way we should be flowing. You think it's because we pulled up the thing and... Oh God! Anyway, let's just roll because usually the audio is fine. Okay. So it's but sometimes it's glitchy. So if we're all frozen, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hopefully we're frozen nicely. <laughs> it's frozen on you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's frozen on, and I'm hiding behind my glasses. There you go. So, um, uh, but New Millennium is newmillenniumnutrients.com. If you want to check them out online, they got a they got a uh, uh, calculator on there, so you can figure out your what you're actually needing. So if you're doing something small, you're not wasting time buying over too much for it. And if you're buying something big, you're not running out halfway through the fucking second round going like, oh, probably should have bought more of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it does all the work for you. Uh, yeah, if they don't see it, if it's not in your, if it's not in your grow shop already, uh, you know, help them out, get it into their grow shop because uh, you'll, be, you'll be helping out everybody who's, uh, who's using it and using it after hey take care man so appreciate it okay and then uh we also got are we pulling up next ones or is it gonna well it doesn't matter anyway right it's not coming on but is for us incredibles edibles the best edibles here in colorado and now getting nationwide hitting all these different states nevada uh washington i believe uh Cali, Massachusetts. Yep, on the East Coast. Yeah. I didn't, now, were they Puerto Rico, too? I think they may have been. They may have I think so, yeah. I think they did a deal down there, so I'll, I'll find out. Everybody's well, they're all over. They got Rico, into, like, Whole Foods yep, with their yep. CBD, yeah. speaking of. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. shit. Behind the scenes. You heard it here first. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Incredibles Edibles, we know that the reason that they succeed is because they control the entire inputs from beginning to end. And even including the extraction methods, which is their own in-house uh, uh, system, you know, then you know you got people that are uh, 
on point where you're not losing the, because if you're taking in other people's product, forget about it. You're, you'll never, you'll never uh, succeed. But if you check out the flavors, they are they're always on point. They're uh, also doing wellness products now. So you should go to iloveincredibles.com and check out the full range. Too many to mention. Uh, if we had the kid on, we'd be making the kid. T- he would just automatically start naming them all. He wouldn't even. <laughs> we wouldn't even ask him. He'd just be like, okay. I'm going to tell you all the names, because that was our thing back in the day, to see if the kid could keep up, but he always missed one. But yeah, they've got a whole bunch of new flavors. Uh, you can once again, check them out at iloveincredibles.com. Do yourself a favor, pick some up. And it's that guy. He's helping out everybody. Probably at this table right now, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everybody here knows our buddy Jeremy over Build a Soil. OG of the plug for... Uh you know, the products that you needed to have where you couldn't find anywhere oh. else. Sorry. I had to turn oh, my bad. No, okay. you're good. No, you jump on now. <laughs> I just said <laughs> Don't be all pouty now. <laughs> right? No one wants, to, no one wants to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know there, there are several products that I have from, from Build a Soil that are very consistent. They've always had great customer service. Um, anything that I ever had questions on, they've gotten right back to me. So Yeah, and that is the whole deal. That's, that's what I tell people is, uh, A, the customer service is bar none, and also just the products that he has are, you know, all the hard-to-find things uh, under one roof, things you don't see in any other grow shop uh, or through, you know, it, and, it, and you can also custom build soil with him, and he'll help you out all the way through the, through the process. Everybody who works there is super knowledgeable, all the things we were saying earlier. So it's like, yeah, it's a great, great company. Uh, buildasoil.com or 855-877-SOIL if you want to call them with a phone talk to somebody. It's crazy. Crazy idea, I know. Don't even <laughs> don't look at me like that. Call them. <laughs> call them. There are people huh? out there? Huh? Yeah. You can do that. You can still call somebody. Um, at least we have a beautiful background while we're glitched out on the fucking visuals or something, right? So I just have that pause. So oh, good. But it is... It is swag. It is glitching out on people, live at least. <sighs> All the recordings have been fine. When you go back and watch them. Is it glitchy on the sound, too? No. Well, people are saying that it's coming back in now, So, and it's and the numbers are starting to look right. So, Okay, um, so maybe we're, we're just like riding on a tightrope right now. Maybe. Well, hopefully, um, we're going to have a couple of, well, just at least one major sponsor coming on board. And if we get this major sponsor soon, I think we'll just have... Everything tightened up because we will get a brand new computer. Most mostly just to get a computer. It's like, help me out, bro, mm-hmm. and, and some good lighting, some better. You know, just tighten it up a little bit, and this thing will be popping off. Yeah, people yeah, are saying it looks better already. Tightening mm-hmm. up now, so oh, good. Yeah, so we're looking better here. Yeah, so you just had to wait. On to WallaceWow.com. WallaceWow.com. You, na- you, you nailed it right out of the gate. I don't even have to think about it now. Nah. Usually I fuck it up somehow. I don't know how. Right? <laughs> uh, but what, who doesn't fuck it up is Mr. Ron Wallace. He just nails it year after year. Guy just mm. is a, a pumpkin master. He's now uh, <laughs> you know, in the can of world, too, as far as he loves He has no problems talking to you about it. Uh, give him a call. You can check out his website, WallaceWow.com, and uh, hit him up there. He's... Uh, a one-man show, though. He's, like, got a s- small place. He's just cranking out some of the best uh, mycorrhizal products, and that's what you really want to talk to. If you're into the, if you're into your rhizosphere, if you're into building your own soil, all these things that we're just literally talking about, like, our, our sponsors are what we do. <laughs> and that's why we love people like Ron, because he performs every year, and he takes his craft seriously. So you watch his you know, numbers roll in, and you're just like, what? You know, this, this year, I think he... He didn't get 
he got beat out, but he still hit like two thousand over two thousand pounds. So you're like, you know, that's if you're only hitting two thousand, you know, you're you're in the you're in the top of the you're top of the league right there. So uh, WallaceVal.com, once again, just say, oh yeah, these places. At least with Ron, see now with Incredibles, you can't get a done deal just because there's too many places that sell it, and they'll just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> But people like Ron Wallace, mm-hmm. for sure, done deal. Mm. You tell him you need the done deal, something's happening. I don't know what. Could be, could be some free stuff. Could be some T-shirts. Could be whatever. But you will. You might as well throw the done deal on everything you do from this point on. <laughs> Gas station. Whatever. You're at Starbucks. Starbucks. Done deal. This is a done deal, right? And they'll be like, some people will probably just be like, what? And you can kind of say it at the same time. That we're finished here, right? We, we, I can move on like Jedi mind trick shit, so it might work. Try it if you can. Uh, but yeah, use the done deals <laughs> on all of our sponsors, and you would, at least the ones that are allowed to. Like with the Friends Incredibles, it's impossible because dispensaries and the rules <laughs> and the bullshit. But uh, when it comes to people like Ron or Seeds Here Now or any of our other forever sponsors, which. Did I jump? Did I, did I just segue? Was that a segue? Seeds here now? <laughs> no, Green Farms? No, we have Green Farms, of course. Boom. Boom. See, I'm always segueing too fast, too hard. Uh, Greenfarms.co, check them out, especially if you live in the Springs area. You can actually go check out their dispensary if you are medical, because Springs is weird like that. <laughs> but uh, all no till uh, grown, you know, just basically more more of what today is all about is organic growing and, uh, you know, doing things that might be the start slow and hard, but at the end you'll be, you know, cruising and uh, I think they're they're getting there. I've seen some stuff recently, so take a look at their stuff there. And then if you're going to go also, you should check out the... Uh, what is it? <laughs> Tell me, green, green seed, feed and seed? Oh, Rasta worms. Oh yeah, Rasta worms. There you go. That's that's the product you want to be checking out. Rasta worms, uh, buffalo, and uh, Rasta rooster, which I've never tried. I'm not really a big cat. I'm not a big uh, <coughs> chicken shit guy myself. I always think of my biker friends when I was a kid who just had chicken shit and Epsom salts. That's all they ever fed their plants. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, so you got, I got some phosphorus and some magnesium. Throw that shit out there. Oh yeah, that's it. You know, and that's their their weed was pretty pretty rank. But huge, but huge. Uh, so check out greensfarms.co. Uh, check out any of these products. Throw the done deal at them everywhere, everywhere you go. Just done deal. Confuse them. <laughs> you don't confuse them at these guys because they know the done deal. And uh, James and his crew are just, you know, doing the best job I've seen as far as any company out there to deliver genetics to people and guarantee results replace anything that goes wrong you know total stand up these guys aren't making seeds they're selling seeds and they don't try to do both and that's where you get a, like a lot of issues i think is when you get anybody who's like trying to like if they're, they're if you're selling seeds sell seeds if you're making seeds make seeds but i mean you can obviously sell seeds yourself if you make them but i'm saying if you want to sell other people's seeds that's when it gets all sloppy like mm-hmm. one it's almost like a band mm-hmm. like you know there's always like the fucking no bro I'm gonna be at the front you guys are gonna be over here out of the shot right because they were like no bro you're on the keyboard I want the drums to be at the front (laughs) I want the drums at the front and I want the guitars behind me you know it's like what no no, there's this you know you gotta have there's a proper order yeah and these guys like I said they do their job right you can go uh, we're gonna have let's see I'm gonna give him a text we'll have James give us a call 
and give us the specials. I think he's in like Siberia or something like that. I don't know. He's those were like the two stables was uh, Seeds Here Now and Build a Soil back in the day. You really needed those two to to make it. Those are the yeah. That was the two. That was the hookup right there, basically. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you were ordering from Amsterdam or okay. Canada. Maybe your seeds made it. Yeah, or not. And it came in a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm going to a t-shirt. See if I can get through to... <laughs> It'll be like five little yeah. seats. <laughs> James in Siberia. Uh, you want me to see. read some of the sales right now? Sure, you can start, and then I'll see if James jumps in. How's that? All righty, that sounds good. Uh, yep. Hap says, Happy New Gear. The sale will begin at 12.01 on uh, the 1st and end at, uh, on the 31st. Buy any two of the combination of Dominion Seed Company's 6 mil or Sangria Punch and get a free gift of distribution's choice. Uh, while supplies last. Super fire, by the way. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Buy any two soul fire and get a free gift of YU jelly while supplies last. Buy any two of second generation seeds and receive a free gift of distribution's choice while supplies last. Buy any two packs of BOG and get three pack of Sweet Cindy while supplies last. I have to put these on. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Cool. Bushy old guy. Shout out to him, too. The Kimbo Kush. That's a good one. All right. Who do we have calling in, Adam? James. James, of course. Oh, we're just waiting on James. James, of course. Cool. But we don't have to wait on James. We, just, we can. We can. Uh, oh, we still have to throw out my treasure, Barcelona, because we are doing ADSI. It is official. It'll be on the 13th of uh, March. So if you get your ass out there if you want to... Risk life and limb. Take two ounces of weed. Bring it to ADSI. You might win a thousand bucks. Is your life worth a thousand bucks? Probably not. But at ADSI, it will be. No, we're gonna we're gonna throw down a little cash just because we know it's it's no one does. They always fucking you always win like a prize. I was like, dude, imagine all the money I would have won if I had fucking like ten thousand dollar prizes here and there and it's like every time you got a first place you know you made like because everyone thought you would make like a shitload of money a lot of most of the times it's like people are scared to take seeds home so nobody wanted to buy them at the last minute you're like what bunch of pussies come on nobody's (laughs) gonna buy seeds i was like oh i had a couple years where i was just like bring it on and then it was like me you know because people were just not as hyped out as they are right now like me Super, yeah. <laughs> super, super, super brother. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I can't wear these because it drives me nuts. But it's cool. I like it. Uh, so uh, yeah, go to Barcelona. If you're in Barcelona, you check out Treasure on. Just go to Facebook and go look up Treasure Barcelona. It's T E T R E S O R. And uh, talk to Petey there and tell him you got the done deal, and you will get some free membership. That's a, a nice international deal. I know that Shiloh's out there right now, uh, Mr. Shiloh Massive. Uh, hanging out with Doug, my partner, and with uh, Julian, our other French guy there. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were all hanging out, eating some like beef heart or something. I was like, Jesus. Well, some of you had sliced real thin on a plate with with eggs. In it? Yeah. That one? <laughs> you saw the same. Yeah, that was some heart. That was some. There heart. you go. So uh, so look, we're actually moving. We're not totally. We're a little glitchy, but that's cool. We're like Devo ish. We're all Devoed out. <laughs> Uh, we're fine over here. It's just on the internet. That's all. Yeah, over here we're good. Oh, so yeah. this is good, and that's that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Which you see looks like crap. God, looks good here. It looks glitchy to me, like right here. I'm like, oh my god. What the... 
So let's talk. Let's talk about the reason why we're all here. Because I think well, he's here because he rolls ridiculous joints, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But more, you grow also, I assume. Or no. No? Oh, get the hell out of here. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> leave your joints. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave your joints and walk the hell out of here. No, I've tried. It's, that's a lot of work. Well, that's good. At least you acknowledge uh, the, uh, the effort yeah. put into it. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, it's good. Well, so then, then we will wait on the joints. That's perfect. I, I even knew, psych- psychically, I knew that... Yeah, He's rolling one up for us too. What, what's going on here? You got like a double, double a yin yang style. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, got a couple of flavors. in Two different flavors. Yep. Gotcha. You need to start uh, start with something a little lighter and then finish strong. You do the braided joints, like yep. the big ones. Yep. Yeah, those are. I actually have those in stores in Colorado now. Storage Can't in, in dispensaries. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, stores. <laughs> 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 so yeah, we in storage. Oh, that's not a good idea at all. So totally okay. aging. I got you. Okay, so Brian and uh, the man who touched the little kids with cannabis. <laughs> 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 no, 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 that's his thing. He touches the little kids with cannabis. But that's it. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the whole thing. Is um, <laughs> oh, whoa. That that's, that's the name is uh, touched by cannabis because we aim to, to touch people's lives with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been I'm only busting balls. No, I hear you. No, <laughs> it's just it's funny because uh, I, mean, I can't help it. I can't yeah, help it. Uh, we we've been uh, primary caregivers for children with cancer for the last five years. I knew that was coming. That's why I don't want to be a like, super dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Like, I got to diffuse the situation. <laughs> I can't right? be like, dude, no. you have cancer, and you're making oh, fun shit, of. Oh shit! Like, this no. is a real thing. I did. No, I understood. Of course, that's what it's. Yeah. About. No, it, it's. Uh, I guess one of those try to have a creative name that ties into what your your end goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the last five years, uh, children with cancer. Um, the youngest children uh, child we've taken care of. She was nine when we started taking care of her. We're still uh, her caregiver now. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, her her cancer has flared back up. I'll be shaving my head uh, in support of her the end of March. What, also, so what year? What, what year did you start with her? Uh, two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fourteen. Is when we start taking care of her. Okay, so about four years, now, yeah. five years almost now. Somewhere in there, yeah. She was uh, eight and a half when we started taking care of her. Had had 47 surgeries at that point. Um, she still has 10 tumors that are inoperable mm-hmm. and is on complete trial medication. So it's uh, it's kind of crazy. It's tough when you... you when you, you say d- trial medication, what do you mean by that? Uh, so she can no longer... Um, is receiving... Uh, any care from children's hospital. There's nothing more that they can do for her at that mm. stage. So now it's um, some various trials that she's doing down in Georgia um, and a couple of their locations where that's really all they can do is see if this will do something because everything else is, has gotten to run its course. So um, so that's kind of where cannabis has came in. You know, they're like, we've tried everything else and wanted to see what they could do in that line of it. And um, yeah, it's, it's weird when you talk with parents because um, they'll do anything for their kids. And mm-hmm. anybody that's listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, there's there's a lot of, unfortunately, miseducation um, out there. And so that's where we started with mm-hmm. some of these parents that, um, you know, they'd go into a dispensary with good intentions. And I don't think that anybody that was, was serving them or helping them had, you know, any any malice, but just didn't quite understand that you're dealing with somebody who has a a completely demolished immune system and anything that is, uh, you know, in the medicine you're taking is just impacting that further. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of education has been where we really have settled into. Um, 
at times even more so than providing products you know it's really if you can educate somebody on different forms of care uh, my, my wife's a, a doctor of Chinese medicine. She has a, a Parker. She has a practice out in Parker, and so that's where we've gotten in contact with a lot of these these patients. Um, and so it's it's once you get into that community, everybody needs help. And mm -hmm. we've kind of gotten to the point where we've maxed out what we can do as a caregiver. Um, so we've uh, been able to have some people that we're partnering with to uh, make the products and medicine that we do. Um, so yeah. And then I guess um, all the medicine was obviously like donated by different people. And do you guys just do like a? Do you have like a? You do it all yourself, or you have other yeah, people? Yeah, it's people? all small, small mm -hmm. canopy farming. So that's mm -hmm. what I've done, um, and I've gotten to, like I said, maxed out the patients that I can legally care for in my space. And so it's gotten to the point where I can't provide enough medicine for those people. So, uh, but yeah, everything is usually donated at my cost of growing for these people. Cause that's another thing. Uh, a lot of the people and families we take care of, um, these medical bills are outstanding. So, you know, yeah. if, if we can provide something at a, a minimal cost to me and really help people out, that's, that's what we try to do. And, uh, how many people help you out besides yourself? I mean, you got like, how, is it a bigger, is it how many people in the organization or, um, well right now I'm, I'm the sole caregiver for those people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's where, um, you know, working with uh, Living Soil Solutions, we're being able to move some of what we do as touched by cannabis into um, the medical market in mm -hmm. Oklahoma. Nice. Um, so we're not able to, to really continue on in the, the large scale here in Colorado, but forward looking, um, we'll be able to expand that. Yeah, Oklahoma is like the... Um it's, it's interesting because it's a lot of times how you, you look at places and you're like, that's it's somewhere where you can still go make an impact and you know it's going to probably close up just like everywhere else the minute. Because now it's funny, wherever I go and people are like, yeah, it's going to be you know, legalized and you're like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you know you're not going to be able to grow anymore probably, especially if they're in the city or something like that and they don't get it. You're like, you're definitely not going to get to grow. You know, like there's no way because it's just you know, too many people in too close of a quarter, you know, quarter, even in Colorado where it's so limiting now and mm -hmm. places that you thought it was like, woo, it's heaven, you know? Right. Now it's, now you just go to hemp because hemp is the least you can satisfy that original interest of doing some major growing, not fucking around with a couple plants because that's what they kind of do. They walk around and castrate the growers a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, really? Huh. Um, so, uh, I mean, I know because it's expensive to grow and stuff. Do you have any other kind of ways of raising capital that, that as far as through the, you know, just through the intention of? No, it's, I do it on my own. It's, hmm. it's donated out. So, well, I mean, it's, and, and I mean, that's the whole thing. And I think one of the, one of the things we were going to be talking about was, you know, living organic soil and that you have a system that mm -hmm. you can utilize that is more cost effective than other means of growing, you know? Yeah, and also I think if, if uh, depending on the patient too, but if there's a situation where there's any way to get them involved, it's also nice because it's like it's not like hey, you're put on this Tyvek suit and go spray some some of that on those plants over there for me. You know what I mean? It's like you can't, you know. But at the same time, and then even them just and it's funny because your name makes sense now even more because the the actual physical motion of touching soil is like there's a lot of action going on there. Like there's mm -hmm. so much uh, more happening than you think. 
to the point where like if you walk around on the concrete all day with you know sneakers and then you never put your feet in dirt and you never you know like the day, maybe in sand or something like that you know at some beach but for the most part never really get that connection it's kind of i think there's a lot lost you know i mean it's like kind of the 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 magical bond that plants have and everything has you know where if you kind of let it go Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's fucking doing its shit. You know what I mean? Like the minute you like, like, oh, look at that. Well, one of the things too, some of our patients they'll come over and, and take care of their plants, and, and you know it's funny because mm-hmm. my niece is one of them. She's uh, twelve now. She had seizures, mm-hmm. um, and she's now completely off of her seizure medication. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes topicals, um, is what she uses really well. But she's come over to to water her plants, and you know, lights her out, turn on the green light for her, and she's like, why are you, why are you turning the green light on? And it's like, well, the plants are sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so she whispers to him when she's watering. But she has no understanding of legal or illegal. Mm-hmm. She knows that it's a medicine that helps her. And so that's where, like you were talking about with Oklahoma, one of the big things to work on there is changing the stigma of cannabis as the devil. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's still the whole idea that if you touch cannabis, you can get high. Once yeah. again, touched by cannabis. There to me, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much the whole show. Every way you can touch it. But, uh, yeah, I know there, there's definitely stigma, but I think also uh, it's, I mean, it's weird because the states that you never imagine, like Oklahoma is one of those, is one of those states. So it's kind of like just the fact that it's. Cause there's I went a to, spark there. there yeah, a, and I went to Tulsa it. and I went to a, a grow shop there that was really cool and had, you know, really like, a, like good people and you could tell. You know, it was weird because I even like the classic where I'm really, whenever I'm traveling, I always like see these little doppelgangers and I'm like, oh, look, you know, and with CC, it's even more fun because we do it to each other. Like we'll be like, gets to the point where it's a bit ridiculous because something like she's really stretching sometimes. I'll be like, that is definitely (laughs) not. I nail it every time, of course. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But in general, it's like there's some real funny ones. And at that grow shop, just because of the fact that it was a grow shop. It was weird. Like three or four of my friends, like uh, Timmy, who listens to the show, I saw a classic version of him, you know, and it's like, it was just like exact, like very, in, uh, in the immediately you, you, you say something, latches onto it and really thinks about it. And they like, I'm looking at this one guy and I'm like, Timmy. And then I look at another guy and it's like, oh, there's another, you know, there's another one. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's, and then the one guy who ran the whole thing, two, exactly like two. It was weird. It's like, and then he got more drunk, and I was like, oh, it's totally two. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was exactly like him. Uh, no, but it was really funny. And I called, too, and I'm like, dude, met your doppelganger. But his kid, um, he has two children, and they both have, like, severe, they, they were born with, like, part of their brain missing, mm-hmm. you know? So he has both, and both of them, one worse than the other. And so it was like, wow, you know, that's like a hands full. And, and he was a vet and he had, you know, his own issues. So it was like kind of like, wow, a heavy story. But he brought together a bunch of people and they were mostly farmers and stuff. And when we did it, um, you could tell that the people that were in the audience were super humble, but at the same time, real eager to learn. And they were definitely like, you know, I mean, there was definitely some of them in there that smoked and didn't, you know, that wasn't new to them. But there was a lot of them in there that were just like interested in the whole aspect. And it was really based on the you know, helping the kids out. And I brought up the hemp subject, of course, which is, you know, come on, you're in Oklahoma. Imagine when those guys clue in on that. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you know, that's when crazy acreage is going down. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, their weather is a little little unpredictable. So You may have a tornado (laughs) take your whole field, but... But... (laughs) If you could... They don't touch down as much as you would think, because that was one of the first things I was asking when I was out there. 
you know, we live out here and then the house is gone. Or, but apparently it's not as bad as you would think. Well, it can't be, like, constant. Otherwise, it'd be ridiculous and right. live there. But it, there is, like... But Florida rebuilds every year, it seems like. so. But also, maybe. when you're growing, like, yeah, acreage like that, you're it. talking about, like, you expose yourself a lot by the acreage. So that's obviously, like, could, could be an issue, depending on some crazy year and all of a sudden you lose a shitload. But at the same time, if you grow enough... Who gives a fuck? You know, what I mean? no, take like, out that, take out that section. Ke- yeah, Leave this one. Exactly. <laughs> is it part of that called you Tornado to, Alley? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes it so is. it has to happen. I mean, often enough that I think it has that's the Oklahoma nickname City, Tornado, though, right? I think that's, a little bit I think west. That's, I'm not sure. I know all the houses have tornado shelters out there, though. Oh it's yeah. Like one oh, of the things yeah. they include. <laughs> that's a lot of tornadoes, though. Yeah. <laughs> I had it one time when uh, I was down in Springfield at the hemp uh, first year when when Ryan Laughlin did his hemp uh, planting and. We were at this, like, well, I would say party, but not really a party. But I was watching this storm, like a flathead or an like a anvil head, they call it. Uh-huh. And, it. and it was, like, forming in front of my eyes. I was actually tripping at the time, so it made it a little bit <laughs> more intense. But, but I was like, holy shit, dude, look at that fucking cloud. And it was, like, compressing down, and, like, lightning was coming out of it. And then I saw some, like, crazy shit. And then all of a sudden, the guy comes out and goes... It's just shooting tornadoes, you know, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's a tornado <laughs> generator, basically, wow. and it goes to Kansas and fucks people up. And it was like, <laughs> did you guys see it from there? <laughs> I was tripping, so like wow. I said, it was a little bit weird, but I was definitely like, I think something weird's happening. And it was like, <laughs> it was like, and then this old guy came out and oh, told man. me that story, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, that's how they, they just like, they shoot out of that and they start and go down that, go down, you know, yeah. the alley. Wow. They go down the alley from yeah. there. <laughs> So it's all, it must be in that, you know, in that area there kind of, and it's, it's, when you have that open land like that, it's definitely some weird shit. So yeah, for sure. but a bunch of hemp might help, you know, never know. Never a lot know. of oxygen, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of root development and a lot of uh, natural, the thing that's interesting is all the, nat- it's like the, uh, well, they're not natural, but they're leftover hemp strains that are still out there that, you know, fields are grown in nature still you know pretty big size even that self-sustaining nobody's helping them nobody's feeding them there's no bottles of newts out there's no one running around spraying roundup you know what I mean? they're not phing it yeah. <laughs> yeah no one's phing it so anyway i mean that's actually one of the proving grounds that if it's i mean there must be some good conditions out there if there's you know that if there's no deficiencies, for sure, right? Then I mean, I've seen the soil microbes are on point. I uh, water's on point. Yeah, I actually have. Maybe I can even pull up. I have some photos from a guy from Oklahoma who just cruises around um, and uh, looks for feral hemp, you know, and picks them. And wow. they call it Indian hemp there. Hmm. And then he brings it. He works in a lab, so then he brings it back to the lab, and he finds out what's got it in, and runs it through wow. chromatography, and so it's pretty pretty dope because uh, he got really hooked on finding CBG plants and said he's found some wild CBG strains mm. there, which I was like, oh, that's fucking. Yeah, let's talk to that guy. <laughs> yes, let's go. Let's go harvesting and looking. We were on a. We saw a farm out there in Oklahoma that had four thousand acres, and that was the biggest farm I've ever seen. What, what was on it now? It's like alfalfa or something? No, it's uh, well, it's. Um, 4,000 of it was um, inorganic, and then 400 was organic. Wow. So they've been spraying glossfates for yeah. decades. Right. It's, but is there... I it's mean, sad, because in Puerto Rico, they had the same problem. Like, we went to this, you know, these places, and there'd be, like, a, a little uh, Toyota, like, just 
been through hell and back probably like got half a million miles on it the whole back is just bottles of roundup with pump you know pumping yeah. in and just you're like oh you know and that it's all beautiful and you kind of just like <sighs> yeah <laughs> and luckily i mean we're and, and in that area uh the, they do mostly greenhouse stuff, so a lot of that is just like it's not the. They don't even grow it in the ground there, but it's beautiful. But it's fucked, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, that really sucks. Deceiving, yeah. And they grow uh, coffee, and they grow bananas, and you know, you're just like, <sighs> they grow cotton and like uh, corn, soybeans. They don't grow any of that. Yeah, it's just kind of like. Well, that's the problem with down there is they import most of their food, mm-hmm. and they don't even like. They don't grow anything organic, or hardly at all. Wow. And so, yeah, we've kind of, it's definitely, and most of it, like 95% of the food is imported. So it's kind of like they're on the you know, total American diet. Everybody's really overweight. Mm. You're like, oh, like, mm. sad. And there's, I mean, I had to go, like, search high. There's one uh, organic grocery store that I can go to, <coughs> you know, so I went there, and I was like, Changed my whole like mood because I was like, oh look, I can get all the yes. food. I can get all <laughs> the things <laughs> I like. Sushi. Yeah, because it was American. Still, you know, they they definitely have more than some other islands. Because most of the islands, you know, you're pretty much six weeks away from anything that you want getting in. You know what I mean? If you're trying to ship it in or whatever, and they don't let you do food, and you know, there's all that kind of a lot of rules. All that stuff through customs, yeah. And then you got to bring it through customs, and it's like, oh my god. But there, you're still in America, so when you get off the plane, you're just like, oh, it's America. It's like you don't. No customs, no nothing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's it's an it's got it's, it's definitely have a, have a lot of bonus things to it. But when it came to the food, I was a little bit uh, because that's the thing. If you can't, you know, well, the good part is is I want to help them because I, I have access to this place. But you know, that was one of the things I was like, hmm, they're spraying glyphosate everywhere. But it would be nice to uh, just to grow my own vegetables there if I was gonna, you know, like to if I can't get them, you know, might as well just fucking there you go. Grow yep. them. So we shall see, we shall see. But uh, so obviously you're growing organic as much as possible, I assume. And how long you've been doing that? Is that or did, um, did you go through? So the- K and F, I do uh, six and a half years is what I've done. Nothing but K and F. Mm-hmm. So explain to the to the listeners. Korean natural farming, oh, uh, but have, I guess yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those things. I know you've had Chris Trump, Chris Trump on yeah, the show, yeah, and uh, that was fun. hats off yeah, to him. Yeah. That guy is extremely educated and and nice man. Yeah, happy, yeah. super happy to answer a message or anything you could ever have question wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know that's Korean natural farming is a it's all about helping out. It's, yeah, it's, it, you're giving back to everything you're doing, <coughs> but because I don't live in Korea. Um, I do a lot of Colorado natural farming, so there's a lot of <laughs> natural farming that's you right. know harvesting indigenous microorganisms from local areas here. Um, what's, the, what's, what's the best um, source of those kind of things? Because you know Colorado's it's one of those strange climates where there's a lot going on here. Like you know there's some areas that are just so dry, and you feel like you're in the desert, like going down to Pueblo or something. It's like mm-hmm. a totally yeah. different environment than if you're obviously up north or in the mountains or. But so both. What's the most unique uh, Colorado thing you found? Uh, we go mycelium hunting. I took Brian, mountains. Brian with me one time. We uh, uh, let's see, we're out by Lair of the Bear, so a little bit west uh, of where we're at here. Don't be Lake giving Lake. away secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, one of those treasure uh, maps. <laughs> you know, lots of uh, lots of natural mycelium. Um, I know leaf mulch. There's a lot of good sources that you can find out here. But then, like you were talking about, it's also good to go collect some of those from the dry climates. Yep. Um, you can get a lot of that good natural grass, 
couple of those things. So whether you're doing JDAM or KNF or different stuff like that, but I think that the it's more no KFC. No. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's horrible for your plants. They get fat. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you know, trying to to make sure um, that we're using as much natural resources as possible. Go on uh, two or three herb blocks a year. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my wife's uh, previous students in um, acupuncture school does different medicinal herb blocks throughout the year. So mm. it talks about how we can consume them as people, but then also the benefits in the, the agricultural world. So, Well, it's also, I think, um, if there's things that are popping up at certain times of the year, then there's a reason that it would work symbiotically with everybody, animals, people, everything. So, like, if you're on in, in tune with what's going on locally in your zone and for instance, something pops up at a certain time of the year and you can pick it at that one time of year and it's edible or whatever, it's probably a good time to do it. You know what I mean? It's like some things obviously you want to store them away because they don't, they're, they're good for storage or mm-hmm. whatever, but there's certain fresh things that, especially when you start talking about uh, places like here, which are real arid and you don't see things blooming for the whole long time usually. Or like now, right, where you got a foot of snow everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Then next week it'll be 60. Yeah, yeah, so those, those are different <laughs> things, but then... Um, just like you're saying, I think it's important that at least say and talk about that, you know, since we're talking about going out and collecting things from nature, that you do that responsibly. Because we have a lot of plants in Colorado that you can't find easily anymore because they've been harvested at the wrong time of year. So they didn't get that chance to reseed or there was an over-harvest of what was taken, you know? Oh, yeah, there must be a lot of weird um, anomalies now where things get ready to go and then they get shut down then they go get ready to go again and then they get shut down maybe one more time and now they're just like <laughs> right and, then, and it's like hey we used to go pick this all the time here uh-huh. and now there's none of it um osha root is one of those that we used to go and there was a lot of that you could collect down um down actually west of pueblo mm-hmm. and it's something that's extremely hard to find in some of those places now i heard about that actually uh, yucca extract i heard that on an npr thing when driving in the car one oh. day where they were talking about <laughs> just what's available local here like mm-hmm. that and that that was actually used to be a staple and, and it was crazy because you could walk around and it smells like celery it just reeks of celery when you get close to a plant but that was the way you could kind of cue into areas they were and you just walk around and it's it's harder to find and if you do find it it's not matured enough that you would want to harvest mm-hmm. so and uh yeah because i think with the anything local microbial you'll uh you'll uh benefit too just for the fact that the the microbes can survive that whatever you're at because that's the other problem i think is people are they went from nobody really caring about the microbes or not even understanding it and now all of a sudden it's the hot button of i think if anybody's you know like um photosynthesis or a few products like that that when you you know you first get it you're like whoa this stinks why would i want to use this but then you know if you kind of understand your plants a bit you know they love it you know what i mean mm-hmm. especially this first Fish time animals. you yeah the first time you spray it or you add it in and you notice like the plants are like i remember the first time i did well they're just praying like at full steam and you're like oh those things are ridiculously happy right now mm-hmm. i had that the first time i used photosynthesis and i was like oh i was hooked i was like that's it keep give me that stink you know and <laughs> <laughs> well that's with, with like jdm right that's one of those things where you're fermenting in an anaerobic container and um our whole backyard is all vegetable beds like you were talking about grow your own stuff you know that got to the point where we're like i'm not gonna grow grass 
mm-hmm. in my backyard, or at least that kind, right? So it's like we built nothing but raised beds, and um, everything back there is fed all from from JDAM stuff. And my wife tells me it, it smells like I watered with the zoo out back, but I mean the plants love it, you know. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, fermenting is really hard. It's like it was, it's not hard because it does it for itself, but it's the timing and the the having faith in the fucking product in the first place. Because it seems like one of those you're kind of counter It's counterintuitive when you're doing it because you're like, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of this rotten. It's like this like getting kind of rotten and weird and funky. But yeah, it needs to get to that phase to become active, and then you kind of like get used to that. And then yeah, it is. It, it's a it's a tricky one because I think a lot of people fuck up in the beginning where they yeah. feel like they're fucking up because everything kind of goes off the, especially with cannabis, everything <laughs> goes off the rails pretty fast no matter what. Cause I, I still fuck up, Adam. Yeah. I, I still kill plants. We, Brian, we're talking about that on the way over here, and it's like, you know, the way that you find out how your feeds are working mm-hmm. is when you see that deficiency, and it's like, well, I cut back on nitrogen mm-hmm. in that type of ferment that I was using or something else, but I mean... Um, or fermented fishes. I mean, I, you open my eyes to a lot of that, where you're able to from hydrolyzed or from some other Just form or fish from. amino acids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but I think that's something that. But it like, doesn't stink. Is I mean, you would think, holy shit, here it goes. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's coming over here, smell it. You know, fuck. So actually, yeah, it, uh, and I know we were gonna we were gonna talk about it um, in a little bit, but at the event next week, I plan on bringing a whole table full of variety of ferments for people to smell and taste and i think that's also something i mean some of the fish ones are like your comfrey ferments that are not palatable mm-hmm. um but when we're doing like nectarine or apricot or banana those have very very pleasing taste and i think you know if, if you can consume it it's definitely good for your plants you know yeah and i, I mean the one thing i do love about organic growing in general is if you're think about like if you're getting kind of like salivating a little bit while you're putting together your formula, <laughs> like it's like it's not, it looks like kind of tasty almost. They're like you're, you know, where the only thing you think about with, with when you're doing bottles is how expensive it is. You're like, there's 50 bucks, I could have bought a steak, and blah, 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 blah. Put the lid on it, don't knock it over. <laughs> and you pour it all in and you mix it all in, and it's not basically, you know, they're either chemically, like all the Atomi products, remember how they all have that bubblegum kind of weird smell to them where you're like, why does every fucking product have to smell like like it's supposed to taste like bubblegum or something? You know what I mean? That's, that's not a good start. Um, and then you have the opposite side of the spectrum where you have uh, super stanky, but you know how much the plant processes it at that point knowing that it comes out smelling great you know what i mean sure. so it's all getting filtered in the right way and getting well, and some of it i mean it, it allows for more usable uptake in that plant you know like you talk about calcium and calcium is just one of those immovable things so you know making um a water soluble calcium mm-hmm. is is very beneficial and it, it's almost like you would do with a, a hydroponic system where it's readily available for the root then yeah um I mean, that's the other thing, too, is a lot of people are scared to totally go 100%, and they think that, you know, by adding, like, oh, what if I just keep this one thing? And in a way, it, I mean, it can, they can, you can do about a 90-10, you know, <coughs> and then still get away with it, I think. But anything above that, if you go, like, above 10% of synthetics in any way, shape, or form, you kind of throw the balance out at that point. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like it can hang on to, I don't know, it can absorb about 10%, it seems, the 
the whole the whole system, you know. Right. Um, and it can benefit too, especially because a lot of times there's some organic stuff that doesn't seem to be charged enough to make that final push, Absolutely. and so then you kind of gotta activate it a little bit. Even fucking veganic, all the shit, it, none of it is 100. percent Right. You know, I've had talked to them, and uh, you know, talked to Kyle, and he'll be the first to admit, you know, that it's like three to five percent, you know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> not organic. You know what I mean? So that could be eight, you know what I mean, or whatever. And I, I think that's the threshold. I think ten percent is like your, where you get like you're you're now going to start hurting stuff, you know, where mm. your beneficials are going to be there, and you're, I mean. I guess it's half theory, so <laughs> who the fuck knows? But just from an observation, it seems that, like, because in the beginning, I didn't even know what I was doing half the time. I was, like, throwing shit to a blob. Like, well, mix, someone told you, right, hey, mix, use this. It, it does great. And then you're like, well, hell, I'm going to use that. Yeah, I've mixed up products over the past and not thought about it and then realized later, like, probably neutralize the sh- That's probably why that shit didn't work so good because mm-hmm. this was probably making this fall out and not have any, you know, use to it compared to it being, like, a... And that's the thing is if you stick to a program, right? Like whoever gives you the program, you kind of stick to their program. There's usually a reason why. Like usually, like the A and the B, they're pretty obviously. You know, they're coming. Oh, look, it put exactly the same amount. And it's like, yeah. Like at that point, we're talking about you definitely don't want to whack that out of whack too hard by throwing in your your spin balls <laughs> at the last <laughs> second, trying to think you're going to change the world. You could do some external work, you know, like foliars or whatever do it that way more safely than to try to upset the balance because that they don't really have an, the same idea of a rhizosphere at that point like now it's just a feeding machine that's got to be within a certain ph to work and kind of like as long as all the things are in the right place it should just you know <laughs> you should be able to dump it but there's not much going on complexity wise it seems and then all of a sudden you notice at the end, like when you harvest that one and then you harvest an organically grown plant, the amount of water weight that you get off that first one compared to the what you get off the, the organically grown mm-hmm. is so so phenomenally different that you're, maybe your overall look visual yields aren't the same, but it catches up real quick. Sometimes right. you'd be like, oh, <laughs> it actually weighs more because it's more real, you know what I mean? Like it's actually, mm. seems like it's built better wheat. I feel you know? like it mm-hmm. improves over time too. Where you kind of uh, the the genetics that you're fond of, you start to grow in one, in a living soil system. You really start to see that each time I'm adding these amendments and top feeding, um, going out of my way to get different microbes. Um, I would say almost in, in our world, um, our A and B would be compost, and just making mm-hmm. sure that we're constantly top feeding and uh, getting the diversity up there. And it kind of takes. What's care your of favorite? Stuff. What's your favorite form for compost? Compost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably say the Ollie Mountain Fish Compost. That's been the one that I've really seen really start to make a difference. And then uh, Organic Mushroom Compost, hmm. Buffalo Compost. Yeah, Organic... Uh, Alfalfa. Where do you get the Organic Mushroom stuff from? From... Uh, I think it's... Uh, it, it was Nick's Garden Center. Hmm. Because uh, that's also one of those things that I think is going to be pretty interesting here in Colorado and in... Oregon and all these places that are now getting it on the ballot and are going to push for some, you know, legal framework for psychedelics. And mm-hmm. You're like, oh shit, it's about to happen now. Dumping it in the soil. That's going to make, <laughs> well, that's going to make people realize, I mean, because the whole thing about mushrooms is, you know, as we all know from Paul and from all the different 
fucking yeah. realities of just like, yep, they're fucking pretty damn intelligent already, and they're fucking mm-hmm. definitely from another planet. <laughs> they're definitely well, like, the there's three so many. Bus went to that show, right? Yeah, that yeah, was we're... amazing. Like the animation and everything. Yeah, and just just the just the the reality that like we all. Uh, because I think every one of us went home and we're like, Lion's Mane, we're getting it, we're getting more. Like, I'm from that point on, every day, yeah, in the morning, mm-hmm. Lion's Mane, and then, you know, like maybe one more blast along the way, and then that spray stuff. We've been ordering that, you know, we're like, I thought it was interesting the amount of Lion's Mane that he was talking about you should consume it was massive, right? It was a lot more than I had thought, you know, and I was yeah. like, well, it, you, you look at what comes in capsules, mm-hmm. and it's lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot well he's selling it too right right we were asking ourselves that in the car too but then like you were saying just that he was saying that you know psilocybin mushrooms are the most beneficial medicinal mushrooms and then lion's mane would come in as a secondary for him you know i thought that was pretty interesting no when he was talking about the bees and how they they have that disease where they need to kind of like fly down and Mm-hmm. In a bathe, in a way, I guess, in the mushroom. Well, it was helping with the weird. mites. Yeah, the, the bee mites. mites he was talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was sad. That was sad. You were like, "Oh, the bees! Don't kill the bees!" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was definitely uh, eye-opening as far as uh, I wasn't the angle I was expecting, which was good. And I mean, Paul's been an inspiration for my fucking since I was fourteen because wow. I was like. I, I saw the, his book at my library in school, and I was like, what? Mushroom growing handbook? I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to fucking, I'm taking this. This is going straight <laughs> in the book bag. You know, and I stole that from my library, Yeah. and it never took it out of my house, and I was always like, I wanted to do it, but I just couldn't really get, the, you know, I couldn't get the spores, and I couldn't really get my shit together. And I know I probably would have never, then, then I started growing weed, because I knew I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I was like, but that was definitely like, that book was so awesome, like, You've seen it, of course, right? Yeah. This big blue fucking thing. And just, I think the thing that stuck with me the most was the fact that he was inoculating the chain oil on the chainsaw with spores and fucking grinding it into, like, taking all the wood and then spreading the spores via that. I was like, that's badass. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like the coolest thing ever. I was like, oh, yeah, you just go up and... But then what's interesting about that is that mushrooms apparently love hydrocarbons that's you know they use them for cleanups and mm-hmm. stuff so if you think about that you're like oh wait a minute i'm seeing good like take you know all the spent weed with full of hydrocarbons and mix that down with some other medium and grow mushrooms in it because they process everything it's not like there's going to be hydrocarbons in the mm-hmm. mushrooms or whatever but they'll literally clean up all that instead of dumping it into the fucking landfill or whatever, which wow. is stupid. Because, I mean, then you just have one more use for, you know, the, the final product after it's been grown and processed. Um, just bam. Because that's the thing. Anytime you see somebody dumping out, like, 1,000 pounds of anything, even if it's been squeaked, you're like, oh, you know it's in there. You know there's mm-hmm. something in there. some way to do something with that, you know. And I think that would be awesome because then you'd be full circle at that point. Right, you know? right. I always like it when you grow when mushrooms are growing under your plants and stuff, or out the bottoms. And Absolutely, shit. and you're like, oh, maybe they're psychedelic. <laughs> you know they're not, but you're <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> right. You're like, who? But yeah. as things change, like you said, fun baby. There, wouldn't it be exactly. cool if you could do a medium Fungal that part. guaranteed some copalandias would be popping out of them or something like? 
different different mixes. You have the, 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 the cubensis and the Sionesis and the Copelandias and the different different types and some Amazonian things and just get a little bonus, you know. <laughs> a little bonus now the double harvest. Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little bonus action. I would buy That'd that sort. That'd be fun to play around with. Well, I mean, there is interesting because you do get shade underneath them, and that's where a lot of mushrooms would need. You know, they don't want to be in the direct light, so you'd have to have them so that they would probably start. If they would come out when they were in full flower and they were already kind of covered up like that, mm-hmm. and they started then at that point, boop, 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 popping up. If they could do that, you could time it perfectly so if you're around the 40th day flowering or something like that, you know, so they'd have just a couple of weeks to kind of knit, <laughs> time it perfectly. Oh, it would be a dream <laughs> if <laughs> mushrooms would grow out of my plant so I could be super lazy. Get a nice two-for-one. A two-for. Oh, no. Oh, it'd be like two-per solely, but I could call it two-for. <laughs> it'd be all pissed at you. I'm sorry I knocked over the, the basketball player here. Oh, Jesus. No, Are you? come on. Oh, Jesus. So, can we talk about your joints? All right, I guess we can go. We can break away. From well, I'm trashing our, them, you know. So. <laughs> before they break. Before exactly. They break, before let's, they break. Slam down. down. Exactly. All right. Oh, here, Jason. Let me see. <laughs> okay. Let you, are you just going to... So... There you go. So, uh, yeah, tell us about your incredible joints. So, these are... We do creative joint rolling with uh, the National Joint League and made a lot of different kind of fun stuff. I actually got... Kind of how I got into it was through a buddy who's a grower that... Once he was done, had all of his stuff, he ended up hitting me up and was like, hey, can you do something with this stuff that we ended up with after our harvest? Started playing with it and making this stuff, and that's how I teaming up with these guys for Indo Expo to go out and just kind of bring another side of uh, the industry to it. Mm -hmm. The excessive, uh, never older than 16 crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 30 going on 16, pretty much, I know. I, uh, I met the other kid that was real famous, the long-haired kid that was doing them back like 2014 Tony. or 15 mm-hmm. or something like that. Not even, yeah, probably, yeah, 2014. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was doing some pretty interesting stuff, and uh, we had a, it was at the uh, at the Hood Lab when we were there. And, yeah, uh, I was like, he was showing me his Instagram, and he was. Yep. I think he was kind of not really groundbreaking, but at the same time, yeah. he was definitely one of the first. Uh, Really, just putting it out mm-hmm. hard. So um, yeah, that was now like, everybody's golded out, of course, because gold's so and it's so it's there. Yeah, it's bling. A bunch of different things with them, though. Yeah, but show us. Okay, so show us. Uh, this is a so this is a basketball player did for a competition uh, with Shine uh, during March oh, yeah. Madness. Nice. So the object was to just roll a basketball player. This is. Uh, uh, freehand joint versus molded, so these are all made just by hand. Can you see it there? Or do we have to hold it somewhere else? There yeah. Yeah, 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 kind of. There, there we go. <laughs> or should we? Should we have? You yeah, we jump him up front. Yeah, yeah. jump, jump. So, Everybody jump! Him. Oh, he's gonna slam! He's coming! Ooh. Oh, he oh. fell over and he broke. There he is. Yep. Yeah. So he's all freehand. Uh, his jersey's loose. The basketball on top is a separate joint in and of itself. You can. Take that and smoke that. His oh, shoes, shoes. his shoes are dope. detailed. You can take those off. Uh, that is so the, dope. Oh, Jordan. Little Jordans on yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, that looks great, man. Yeah, so it's it's just fun, man. It's just something that has uh, and actually now turned into a career where uh, we make canagars and 
All right. We so do the braided joints like you were talking about, stuff nice, like that. Nice. Uh, and do you do it with, with people's product for them, or do you do it with, like, uh, dispensaries, or how does it work? Both. So we work with growers um, that will process their uh, flour, and we'll turn that into canagars for them, usually teamed up with a dispensary so we can uh, get it out and on the set or sold or whatnot. Um, but then we also wholesale and find our own flour that we'll make our own mm-hmm. can of guards with too and uh so you guys are doing obviously f- fresh leaves first and letting them dry or you guys are getting how you doing that yeah the yeah we're getting the leaves and we're doing the curing process so we're actually um uh, playing with that right now because we the guards that we have out uh we have a rice paper and a natural paper wrap on um and then we're doing our cures for because i, for I the mean leaves. the hardest part for me is like all the like whenever i thought about it i was always like you know i know too much <laughs> i can't smoke any of this <laughs> fucking shit because i know it's like <laughs> definitely been sprayed or definitely and do you mm-hmm. see do you have any kind of like people who just grow leaves just for canagars or is it like coming off of other stuff that's already being grown or it's usually from stuff that's already being grown and that's why our process with them has been taking a lot longer than originally planned mm-hmm. just because of that exact thing where it's like we're trying to, I mean... It should grow, like, specific strains that just grow retarded just leaves. Just real yeah. beautiful leaves. And, and then you don't have to, like... You can already, like, your real estate becomes more like, hey, cool. Yeah. Instead of growing six across, you only have to do two and a half now. Because yeah. <laughs> I've got some, some stuff. Oh, that'd be ideal. Like, um, the jasmine catfishes that I was doing were all... That's one of the first reasons I selected it was because both male and female were just, like, this tall with leaves that were bigger than the plant. Like, kind of like, right. like, it looked like, you know, kind of like a pit bull with just way too <laughs> yoked. You know, you're like, what is going on there? It's like, but, uh, yeah, because I think, how how long do you have between when you cut it and when you start rolling it? Because that's what also I thought was weird. Like, I know how quickly shit, just, especially here in Colorado, I mean, you must have a little bit of a issue getting them. That's kind of a big one. We we try to keep them uh, with Bovitas for a little bit so that way we can not get dried out being in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, but usually as quick as possible. We have to go through a testing process for it to be able to be sold in stores and sold to the public. Um, so that kind of ends up being a delay because that in, in and of itself can be like a week. Um and you don't want to really get going until testing comes back and all that and, you know, waste time on something, so. Yeah, and it's hard because, uh, you know, whenever you're making smokable things, there's a window there where it's like you want it to be flavorful and mm-hmm. not be, I mean, especially here. It's like you, you, if you seal it with a Boveda, it might be too wet after a while. If, uh, <laughs> so finding that sweet spot yep. must be an issue. Yeah. Yep. It's a salty smell, I feel like, sometimes. I hate them. Mm-hmm. I hate Bovedas. I just, Unless they want to sponsor me, then I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Do I they, really do don't. Feel like they affect the. <laughs> I think they. We stink. we don't keep them very long, so I mean, for what we're doing, I don't think it's affected like the taste or anything in it as much. I mean, I guess here it's kind. Of, I mean, because here, I mean, we're unless you did custom like, packaging where you, I mean, what you really need is like kind of something where you have your own. You open it up and you have your own like thing to to add water to that's sealed enough that kind of you know keeps it do it in volume or something mm-hmm. just because the whole thing with the Boveda is exactly what you said it's like salty weird kind of like like if you get like you just imagine it like, like you, a, you mm-hmm. can already uh, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like making your whole mouth pucker up as you yeah. think about it like as you think about it you're like oh you can taste it but the other thing too is like you know and they have all their different numbers and they're trying to be like all scientific about it but at the end of the day 
it's kind of like you could do the same thing with a fucking a actual leaf. That's the, for me. That's the best thing. Get a real leaf. You put the leaf in with the leaf, and it fucking makes fucking. So you're actually trying to keep leaves moist with the thing that I keep weed moist with. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, you just find a one step further where you have to have it like. I mean, almost like a uh, storage thing that's real short and fat, short and flat. You keep a bunch of leaves in, and then just have it so that the take the lid out, cut it out, put a fucking mm-hmm. something that can be wet behind something else, and boom, you get yourself a you know actual thing that's a little bit more uh, industrial. Ten mm-hmm. yeah. percent, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is one of those things that I, I remember seeing back in the day and living in Amsterdam and I was always like hard, the hardest part then was finding oil and I when I finally got oil to do it with it was always like just wasn't quite as easy because the stuff was like alcohol and or some bullshit so it didn't really it wouldn't dry up or you know the way you mm-hmm. dream in your mind like oh dude you're gonna rush it it's gonna paint on there and dry out but uh <laughs> I used to do hash joints just with hash but that was like cellophane and laminators mm-hmm. and just run it through and then peel it out and be like okay cool and put some weed in there and roll that up and smoke that into a down stem of a graphics pipe <laughs> I used to get them by the 100 packs I used to get them by the 100 packs because I always had like tons of them around and then my friends would bring over like the bunch of the 12 inch ones little tubes you know have like mm-hmm. 10 or 12 at a time and then a couple 18s and a one or two gigantic ones you know and I make sure I always had on deck and then you know sliders and fucking two i just be like give me a hundred pack hundred pack and boom so anyway, i waste half of them rolling these big huge hash joints anyway but <laughs> they were good they were good they were just like what we're gonna about to do right now we're gonna r2d2 out right good. yeah or actually we couldn't even get down on the basketball player I think I don't know if anybody yeah, saw the Pikachu. or Charmander. Any, oh, Charmander! Oh, Charmander. Yeah, Charmander. Charmander. You got that Charmander up in Charmander. Oh. So, how long does it take for the Kenegar when you're making them? Isn't that a, like a week process? Yeah, I mean, all in all, like the time is not necessarily a week. I mean, you've really got maybe like call it 45 minutes of work, but because you put it in the molds and then you cure, we let it sit for uh, two to four days. Then we'll take it out and we'll do our wraps on it in detail, and then we have our packaging and all that side of it as well. So for us, it takes about you a week. You smoked them then, right? I mean, of course. Yeah. Now, my only complaint for most of them is too hot. Too there's hot. Like, there's too much heat going on. Like sometimes I'll be like, mm-hmm. and it depends. I mean, if it was, I mean, it's feel like there's like the classic where it's, um, if, if you had like something in, in, right at the mouthpiece that would kind of just protect you a little bit, it would be great because it's just like there's something about it where it comes in a little bit too intense mm-hmm. and too much in the same thing. That hole. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, we've been playing with glass tips, so we have a, a glass tip on the end of like them. Like a diffuser mm-hmm. on a glass tip would be perfect because you could actually get it where it wouldn't be like just shooting down your throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I've had a few like that. And, I mean, the problem, of course, is uh, – I'm so snobby. I'm, I just want to smoke my own weed all the time. And be like, eh, it's all right. Occasionally, I've had a few where guys really went out, wall out, and fucking put good weed, and then they put hash, and then they put fucking wraps around it. It was like, at that point, I was like, all right, well, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll smoke it. <laughs> it's all right. It was a little overkill. Um, so there's their art form to rolling with fan leaves like that, where it's not harsh. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's for us because we, like, the ones that we have in stores don't have fan leaves on them yet. Um, that's 
a totally much more detailed process than we kind of really originally even thought of when we started getting into it. Because, I mean, made them at home, mm-hmm. and we did this, and it's one thing to, like, do it for yourself or you're making one, uh-huh. but trying to make, you know, 40, 50, 60 of them becomes a different process and getting all the leaves to cure the same way through the whole thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. we've been we've been working a lot on that and trying to experiment. It's uh, I, th- I, I think you, you have to specifically grow something that worked best because then you get the what you need is something that doesn't have much of a of a ridge on it. You know, mm-hmm. once they have a little bit of a ridge, they get snappy, and I can't imagine they'd be very good. So you want something that has like, or you need them to be so big that you can like cut them in half, mm-hmm. right? Get, right, get, get some of that vein out of, there, right? of the vein entirely because that's bullshit right there. Yep. And then I think you'd have something you know workable because yep. uh i've definitely seen certain ones where i've been like not that i thought about making a canner out of them but i was like wow that's got some like barely any f- form to it you know and it's i mean i kind of like them better when they're a little bit more rigid because i feel like they're doing more but mm-hmm. even like chems do that sometimes where they're just real wimpy like mm-hmm. not, not the best looking uh, they don't really look like they don't look all ridged out you know which i think is usually the kind of the sign that everything's going at full store, you know, full mm-hmm. steam. So there's no, no issues at all. So, um, you ever have any kind of competition sort of based on just that alone that's been like national or even kind of... Canagars or... No, the, the, no, yeah, right. this actually is. So the, like, the National Joint League, we have members in Canada. Uh, there's a few guys in Canada, all over the U.S. Um... And so when Is we there do like our one stuff, particular event that everybody goes to, that's the uh, we try to go. No, usually we try to go to the cannabis cups, um, something like that, where we can we'll go and we'll all just team up and roll at an event, something like that. Um, cups have been something that we're looking for a different event, but I think you guys under pressure would be kind of. <laughs> I can I can imagine some fucked up joints coming out right. because I know how it is. Everybody's like they're really good when they're at home and they're on the yep. right little thing. <laughs> and it get changes. Right. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, shoot, this guy was probably like twelve hours. I'd say um, it took a while. That's for sure. What do you and so what do you use to connect all the pieces on those? Uh, Bermacol. I use like a cellulose glue. Oh. Um, and that's what we'll do. So shape it, put it together, and uh, make forms with that. And um, so, how many pieces on like, for instance, the, that one out there? It's just like for the. The, the yep, the Charmander. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Charmander is basically going to be a head and the body, and then two joints cut in half to make um, his arms and legs. Gotcha. Hmm. And then uh, we got and that one, and then we got R2D2. Yeah, and then so like an R2D2. So the difference is R2D2 is a mold. So that one's molded. That's not a freehand joint. That one is basically wrapped around like paper mache and put it on that way and. Detail it. <laughs> nice. So how much how much cannabis is in that? Uh, R two D two I think was thirty three grams is what he ended up ended up filling up to, and that's kind of the thing with molds is like you make it and then it's whatever it takes to fill it up. Right, <laughs> ends up being a little a little 
very for, cool. I, I kind of feel bad blowing out this place though on the first day because it's kind of like. I said, yeah, we smoke a couple joints. Right. We'll wait till later. We <laughs> 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 got little ones, though. And then on the first one, we're going to go blow this whole thing up. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a better idea that we just... It's probably watching live like, oh, my he's God. He's like, don't do it. Don't, don't do it, man. Travis, bro, I, I, I know you said so. I, I was like, I'm looking around for fire alarms and shit, too. Though. He said fire extinguisher, but I was looking around for, like... Smoke detectors. We've we've had the worst of luck so far. So. <laughs> well, the big one, and the big ones. I can already. Uh, yeah, burn. Should, it's gonna go. They, they, yeah, that would yeah. burn probably longer than the show. You know. Yeah, they they get real smoky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to just like a joiner, a dab even. And uh, I think we've all been there. Like literally, when you at a certain point, it's like you're like, okay, well. I did this when I was 16. I did all this stuff when I was 16. Just like I was saying before, like, yeah. you know, 30 yeah. going on 16. I'm 49 going on 16. I don't know how old you are. I just turned 40 last weekend. Did you? So yeah. going on 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Act six, Act maybe, five. Yeah. maybe even 15. Brian's like fucking, what are you, 20, 36. 36? I think you're like 29. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm old, man. Old. Old. Old <laughs> and 16. I'm so old that I forgot a year. Or when somebody was asking me like a few weeks ago how old I was, I was like 35. And then I, oh, when, shit. I, when I was driving home, I was like, fuck, I'm 36. I just lied. <laughs> just lied. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I've done that a bunch of times, though. So. You just kind of like, yeah, your birthdays and shit don't really It's matter. good when you have the other way around, though. You're like, oh, actually, I thought I was old. Because I've been saying, I'm in, well, now I'm saying I'm 50 anyway to everybody. I'm yeah. 50. She's like, 50? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, right? <laughs> I'm 49, but I'll be 50 in June. So then, But in general, yeah, it's like the. I'll probably fall apart anyway. I'll be like right around May. I'll just be like, <sighs> like useless. Oh yeah, you're looking at like eighty now. <laughs> you know, what happened to you, bro? Yeah, I know. It was all hanging in there until that moment when I tried to flex. Yeah, lived in a hemp field for a show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back to. The, yeah, we are back to the hemp field. And we're back to the hemp field. Nice. You just playing around now? You having fun? He's texting girls. Oh. Oh. He's not listening to you. <laughs> I just asking if you. Turns out the show hasn't been on no, for it's a half great. an hour. It's, no, no, no. No, it's great now. It's awesome. It looks really clear, and uh, everybody's everything's cool. streaming, yeah. and everyone's not so mad at me anymore. They love you again. Yeah. I think so. Oh, he's back. Okay. I'm back. Oh, yeah, he was, he was down and out for a little while. We yeah, were, yeah. We were I was grumpy. bummed out. Dude. I was bummed too. I don't like putting out a bad product, man. No, and that's never my my objective here. <laughs> oh, see that little green of that thing is kind of, I think that's all there's a lighter over there which one this one yeah, yeah there you go boom um oh yeah so what are we smoking you know what it is uh this one is so the first half is black cherry oh, yeah. soda this is what we did yes mm-hmm. and then the second half is uh some gorilla so gorilla hey. for the base just because you know we've all smoked that but yeah we're actually, uh, we signed an exclusive with them out in Oklahoma. Did you? We're excited. Josie? Yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah, a bit more about Oklahoma. That's like, uh, like we were saying before, I think that's like where a lot of people are, you know, who don't want to deal with the fucking fact that they can't do what they thought they could do here anymore. So, I've moved out. And on top of that, um, you know, there's kind of, it seems like everybody's a little more open there and ready to. Uh, you know, do some fucking make some make some major moves and coming in at a real quick pace. So it's, it's crazy. It's like one of those things where my friends from Lawton that used to work for me mm. it sounded so horrible that I was like, oh my god, dude. He's like, yeah, we were smoking hash. He'd be like, yeah, this amount of hash. 
go to jail for life. <laughs> I was like, so I was say, speaking of Lawton, uh, <laughs> my cousin was out in Lawton oh, yeah. prison out there for oh, about five years. So yeah, we know perfect. all about it. He got a, an additional year in prison for having a roach in his ashtray. I'm good. I don't want to give you guys my cold, man. Oh yeah, we don't want that. No, no, you no. don't. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, hey, yes, thank hey, you. I'm down for four days. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, not a problem. I'm here for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's something too. Like you're saying with with Oklahoma, it's one of those places like with with Utah, right, where people were just not not thinking that was something that was going to come along, but now there's there's opportunity to to really change some of the way that's looking. I mean, Utah, I'd have a really hard time relaxing in. It'd be so hard. You'd be like. Yeah, it just seems it's it's so weird. It's a very it, unique place, and it's been so long. The you know, just try to fill up the you fill up right before you hit it. Drive as far as you can. Maybe have to go quickly. Mm-hmm. But it was like you know, always had the and then you get to the other side, you're like, ah, spark it up, <laughs> <laughs> Colorado made it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then, and it's I mean, there's a lot of CBD stuff going on there right now. Because it's a lot of uh, people, small pharmaceutical and uh, vitamins and all those fucking things are all based in, in Utah for the taxes or something. But so they have like tons of CBD stuff going on there, as much like more than anywhere else. Not more than anywhere else, but a lot, a lot of yeah. more manufacturing and stuff like that. So, so there's a lot of money in that state for sure. Ever been downtown? Everything's gold. Pretty fancy place. Really? Yeah, it's Everything pretty crazy. It's all gold. like concrete and gold. And like weird, kind like of cold, super high end stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, yeah. It's it's, it's like I said. I, my my guard's always up there. Oh, look at that! I just saw it. I saw it, dude. You were going crazy. What? I don't know. I saw something going on. <laughs> oh, cool, man! <laughs> awesome. Nice. I saw uh, something. These these guys do want to talk about living soil, though. They like want to get back on. Oh yeah, the back on. Let's get back let's on the soil. Yeah. Yes, let's get back on it. So, um. Well, between the two of you guys, I mean, you're you've been doing stuff together also, and uh, what's what do you do you see like as far as like because I think no till got people's attention, but it kind of like not not it's kind of confusing. It didn't like yeah the name what you're really doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your preferred like? Are you on that tip? Or are you doing something? I mean, because that's the thing is, it's kind of hard to uh, grow indoors and feel like you're clean when you're going cycle after cycle if you're you know you get like any issues and then you feel like you gotta just dump everything you know what i mean and like that's usually your first train of thought is like get rid of all this microbacteria that could be and in a way it's like it's all your work for you know so i think a lot of people just don't want to make that move do you do that or do you kind of keep small containers or what I, I would say 25 gallon if you want to keep it where you have a, a lot of plants uh, especially if you're growing indoors. Mm-hmm. And then that's really the size of your stomach, if you will. So we focus on top feeding. At first, you even focus on a lot of compost teas. And then really taking it to the next level is where Jace comes in and um, adding the Colorado natural farming techniques, mm. especially the the late uh, sugars that we're able to press and flour. Because that's also the thing is like a lot of times it's hard to read when – your soil dries up and it feels like things aren't happening and you know people don't know kind of like the the time they need to be a little ahead of the game actually you know like getting stuff going do you guys do so do you guys do like to, like top you do top uh, you grow on top different things and you like kind of keep it you're still doing all that though right absolutely mm-hmm. 
like a cover crop, like a cover crop. Kind of yeah, exactly. So, and then different cover crops, right? Because there's different things that are good, and a lot of people go with they think legumes and clovers and veach and a lot of the you know wheat grass and a lot of this other stuff. But um, one of the things I talked with Brian about is I grow um, cilantro, mm, and, which is and, awesome. and and because it produces a lot of vitamin K okay. naturally. So cutting that down and using it as a mulch, it helps with calcium uptake. And that's just the way it also works with the body. So you can increase your vitamin K and you can get more calcium in your bones, increasing that density. So um, I guess that's really one of the things that really attracted me to doing the the natural farming techniques is you focus on the nutritive cycle of your plants and not the schedule you're given from a bottle or from somebody else, you know. And that's where you really, like you're saying, you have to read your plants and you have to understand you know, what What are these 12 to 14 weeks sativa is needing mm. yeah, to, to get the their full runs? You know, and so it's crazy. We were out in uh, in Palm Springs, and we were talking to a guy who was talking about feeding plants specifically for their their cycles of growth. And I asked him what he did with the, you know, 12 to 14 weeks sativas, and he said, don't grow them. That, that was his answer to it, and I was like, no, no, man. <laughs> so I think that was really what attracted me to it was, you know, you may not even start feeding for a month into flower mm-hmm. on something like that, you know? Yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, there's like uh, maybe 45, 50 days in, and it's barely a pistol, you know what I mean, at that point. Yeah. So whatever you've done hasn't done it, <laughs> hasn't made a dent, you know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. the plant finally responds at that moment anyway. Yeah, so. You're still in your transition <laughs> until that point, but... So yeah, one of the easier ways to get it going, though, I think, is to take from your worm bin, and every day you're adding to your pot. So you're also top feeding worms. You know, if you have a large enough bin, Mm. you know, I personally have a hundred gallon for for the home. Yeah, and then every day, you know, you're doing the avocado trick and all that kind of stuff, and breeding the worms, and then you're top feeding. Um, That really seems to help uh, generate everything and speed up everything in a in a quicker manner, and then you're able to. spray those compost teas and stuff like that to speed that up. Mm-hmm. And then once everything seems to be established, I kind of back away from spraying the compost teas now and just start at top feeding more with the composts and really focus on um, the diversity of the compost that we're top feeding so that we can just kind of sit back and, and let nature take hold mm-hmm. because we're not really in charge anymore. That's kind of like the biggest thing I feel like for living soil guys mm-hmm. is that we understand that we're just – we're letting Mother Nature do its thing, and we're just trying to prove on it with our farmer brain on trying to get it to the next level and trying to grow genetics to their full uh, potential. And, and, you know, obviously f- feeding teas along the way or other things to kind of keep Catalyst, you... kind of. keep you, Yeah, keep you involved, first of all, because that's sort of like it sucks when you're like, well, I guess i got nothing to do now. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't want to uh-huh. get to that phase. Right. Because we're always kind of hungry, I think, for doing at least something. Maybe maybe not any real hard work, because that sucks, but... But nothing else that keeps the intimacy with your plants. I mean, you're staying in touch with them. You're <laughs> able to see... You know, touch, hey, touch I touch them, touch yeah, touching cannabis, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so so one of the things like like Brian was talking about with with avocado stuff. Um, I've been talking with one of the the guys on Instagram. He's a uh, blue of the green tank, I believe is his name. He's been doing different avocado feeds where you know running with gypsum um, and other calciums in mixing it into the avocado itself. Because I mean, these, these slow moving or immovable nutrients, you can get generated much quicker through that vermicomposting. 
Yeah, that is the fun. <coughs> that is the fun part about worms is that if you get into that, once you realize you know you're just feeding them different things and getting different results out of them for that point that you need them, and then change it up if you need to. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great it's a great way to kind of connect yourself with your garden too, because you know when you buy stuff and you just throw it in the mix, doesn't mean they're going to always you know respond as well. You know, if you have it where they're born there, then there's no issues. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. going to be there's not going to be any waste of time or cause that's the thing with predators. You do you get like most grow rooms aren't the right conditions for the predators in the first place. So people mm-hmm. buy them and then they release them and then they wonder why they don't work. And you're like, well, cause fucking room has to be a lot more humid and <laughs> more humid than you want it to be because those things only live at that certain humidity Yeah, and they're not going to reproduce and do anything, you know? So you have to kind of like figure that out and include it on your program, which isn't always done, but, do that. <laughs> if you're you gotta stay, stay up on that. Yeah, preventative well, maintenance. You know, if you're doing IPM and you're taking it seriously, you got to think about those kind of parameters. And sometimes it doesn't really make sense. So you're like, yeah, you're just wasting your time because you buy the predators and they're not going to be active at all right. in the temperature zone that you're going to run, be running at. And if you change the temperature for those, it may not be worth it. You know what I mean? So damned if you do, damned if you don't. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do you guys you guys breed any other things besides worms? You guys have any praying mantises or absolutely uh, late? I really feel like though through the years the ladybugs are more of a novelty. Well, you know, I have it's to say cool the, the to one around. the one thing that they do work with right now, which is a fucking problem, is those aphids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know if you guys get them a lot, but I fucking noticed them about a year ago, and I kind of like got rid of them with ladybugs at a few different times but there's always obviously like seems like with temperature swings and stuff like that that's happened now i went the other day and talked to Bo and lee over at chlorophyll and they were saying like i asked them i was like yeah well i need something to fucking make to make this work you know and i'm looking at all the different products and i'm trying to find like some soap that works or something that does something and they all kind of say it but you know they were like man there's nothing and i was like he's like everybody's got it and they said you know Pretty much, if you just overkill ladybugs, late it, you know, and do it like turn all your lights down, at least half of most of them off, you know, if you're that way, you're not wasting. We have a little trick with those, uh, probably for the home grower. But um, when you do have and you want to use ladybugs, you can spray them with a little Coca Cola before you release them, and then they're not able to fly off and fly into your. So it, it kind shut of, them down. Kind of gives you like a couple of days. <laughs> no, I mean it wears off, but it's it's a couple of days where you kind of it forces them to stay on the plant for a minute and, try and they to get diabetes at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sugar rush. They eat everything. Dude. <laughs> They're all just fucking soaked in Pepsi. <laughs> right, uh, it works. Is there any particular soda that works better? Uh, I just thought it was Coca Cola. I guess the the but, one that eats oh. acid off of batteries. Yeah, that's what you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably not the best. Sounds pretty pretty ruthless. I don't know if the uh, ASPCA or anybody will get. Uh, there'll be some somebody. Ooh, so it needs com- to be organic. Uh, Coca-Cola. Organic Coca Cola. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all good then. Well, it's been a lot. <laughs> but uh, the praying mantis are definitely um, they're just fun to watch. Uh, each sack usually there's probably maybe fifty to seventy five that seem to hatch, and then they kind of have a battle royale kind of thing, and then the alphas emerge. And then once they start to really grow, and they can, at the beginning, uh, feed on ladybugs when they get about to their teens. And then uh, that kind of, you know, it, 
as long as the plant is kind of far enough away from each other, you can take a praying mantis and put it on each plant for the most part. They kind of get like, this is my plant. So you kind of have like a little alpha watchdog, you know. So that that part's pretty cool. And to, to watch them uh, fight and stuff is kind of cool, to be <laughs> honest. So you can kind of definitely geek out with uh, growing with the living soil because you don't need to spray anything. And we even uh, yeah. have bunnies and that kind of stuff that we like to use that go around and eat the cover crop and can poop into the, the pots and stuff like that, especially the worm bees. In the pots? In 25-gallon yeah. pots, you have bunnies? No, I'm saying you can allow <laughs> like a, a bunny, and it would just kind of like work, work the bunny. Running. Work bunny. The work mm-hmm. bunny. Yeah. Wow. No, they love it, it, though. Well, you put them on a little leash, and you wrap it around the, every stem, and you walk through it. Going. There you go. <laughs> like, they do that with cattle sometimes. Right? Move them around. <laughs> Clean up areas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think Google does that too, right? They have a bunch of lambs and stuff like, instead of mowing the grass, they just move the fence, of, or goats, mm-hmm. goats, and they move them all around. And it saves on carbon and all that kind of stuff. But Those Google guys. Thanks. Thank God they're, they're doing that. that. <laughs> they, thank God. That makes them okay now. That makes them fine. There's, they have no issues now. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not right. globalist <laughs> monsters who's out of control just like everything. shout out to YouTube live streaming oh yeah live streaming no problem guys <laughs> <laughs> sorry right. dissing the master we love you we love you dissing the master um, yeah no, like you said it's great to be able to know that you can put because yeah, that's the other problem too if you buy a bunch of predators and you're just sprayed with a bunch of bullshit now you pretty much killed them anyway <laughs> you know, well, why they all die it's like because uh, you sprayed them with avid before like <laughs> oh, pull it up the old school. Old yeah, you are. Wow, Forbid. taking it back. Yeah. Taking it back, bro. <laughs> you get back. the show shut down. <laughs> yeah, back when they didn't even uh, wear uh, protective gear or anything. You just no. see a bunch of bunch of bros, you know, just spraying that stuff. Bro, bro. Nobody's reading. <laughs> Nobody was reading shit. You know? No. So at least we have uh, health. People care about uh, health again, for sure. And and. Uh, you know the, the the quick fix is never the right answer. We know that just because it kind of puts it sends you down the, the sort of you know, the road. You know, in a sense, like you have the, and it's funny too because it, that w- those aphids I've been getting them, and I've been like, ah, oh, it's got to be something. You know, and I, I doctor Bronnered them, and I did all the like you know everything I thought that would be like that. I don't mind. You know, I mean, I'll take whatever the plants is. They'll, they'll they'll survive that. You know, but that didn't work. Dr. Bronner's, you use the peppermint? Of course. <laughs> of course. But, you know, the thing is, they're just like, the best thing you can do is get, like, the right, I mean, physically get them off. Yeah. As mm-hmm. much as half of it. And mm-hmm. just keep yeah. doing that over and over again and just kind of stay on top of it. Like, that That pretty much gets you to mostly to the finish line. But they're persistent as fuck. You can't believe it. You're just like, wow, this is it. And I never had never had them in the whole time I was here. And in Holland, I never had them either. Root aphids, those I had, they mm-hmm. were horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like a living hell right there. If you have root aphids as a grower uh, and you're doing non-organic, there's nothing else but l- fucking roots, right? So mm-hmm. that's all they eat. And if you have an organic medium, they sort of seem to be like diverted by the, oh, look at this rotten crap over here. They're like, arr, arr, arr. they're like, right behind them is the fucking root. The tender, they, nice root for them. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not. But they're not on it because they're just eating some rotten thing over here. Because it's still organic, and there's something there, and they're kind of like drawn to it. Whereas, if it's just a bunch of neutral or you know soil, like some cocoa, even like even cocoa, rock wool the worst. Like I had rock wool yeah. stuff that I pulled out, and I was like, oh my god, because it was just like every single uh, root was just there was more. 
more aphids in the root. <laughs> yeah, and you were just like, what is that? And it was weird because I was, uh, I think I was in, uh, I was in a, a rainforest system back in the day, which was like kind of like the, had a little vortex thing on the top and it spun the water out and you put them in these little things. And so then when I pulled it out, I was just like, oh, because it was just the roots, you know. And I was <laughs> put like, it back in. Ooh. Holy shit. And it was like one of those things where you felt ill just looking at your, your own grow for a mm. second. And I was like, mm. no, what are we going to do? You know. And yeah, then it was just wash and sterilize and try to do it. But they pretty much, they're like, yeah. They're weird. All those pests, I feel like they're genetically designed for destroy cannabis like every time i'm like did somebody make this in a lab because this shit is just like <laughs> like it feels that way about russet mites well apparently there's some new pest coming and i oh heard about God. it but i haven't <laughs> seen it and it's like a locust from a locust this is biblical from, wow. it is it's from, from oregon <laughs> from oregon yeah wow. and then and uh norcal and it's apparently like a iridescent color and it looks really pretty, and everybody's like, oh, that's pretty good thing. And all of a sudden, it's just like chows on everything. There's like, yeah, it's like some genetically modified, definitely some genetically. What is it? It's iridescent. You're like, dude, where did, <laughs> <laughs> where did this come what from? What have you been having? Yeah. You're like, oh. what a beautiful garden. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So people yeah. are probably like, you know. They're just ferocious. They just eat constantly, kind of thing. Yeah, they're, yeah. And, they're and they come in swarms, and they like, yeah, yeah. Mm. basically locusts. On steroids. So somebody's in there genetically like, doodle doo doo, we're going to fuck those guys up. Oh, they're going to grow fields? We'll Not in, out, in Oklahoma. We'll check out there. <laughs> <laughs> tornadoes don't stand a chance compared to these. Yeah, the tornadoes. We got locusts. Yeah. They might even be programmable if they got those iridescent fucking things. You know, <laughs> might be their, their microchips, bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's the movie. So well, where can I, I that, find more of it? Is that uh there's some research or something you could tell. No, that yeah. research me. is I met a guy at the store. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's as that's much it. Too, that's so legit, bro. I just made it up this whole <laughs> I don't know, but they told me, though. They said big deal in California. I was like, really? Never heard of it, but it's either not big out there. Big deal in California came from Oregon. Yeah, right. No, yeah, it's moving, so it's, yeah. moving, it's coming. It's, it's coming this way. Yeah, that was the thing. Coming this way, bro. They can't get over the mountains. There's no way. <laughs> That's the movie. I could go home it's and cold enough. I think here. I could go write this movie right now. So yeah. Anybody out there that wants to ghostwrite this for me? Ten percent. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly. laughs> uh, yeah. it's a pretty good. That's a pretty good fucking. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a scary movie for a mm-hmm. grower. Like what? The locusts are coming. The biomechanical yeah. Geiger shit. Oh no! I know. There were what two years ago down in in Pueblo. Their outdoor grows. They had grasshoppers that just wiped everything out. Had friends sending me pictures of just stalks. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had it was uh, I was in Colombia a few months ago, and I went to the, a farm, and I drove down to this place four hours over the roads, banging like you know, like, like really bad roads, and a couple spots where the guy was who was driving was like, yeah, normally this this used to be FARC territory. From this point on, this is red zone, you know. And it was like, okay, so it, it was definitely not. Half the roads were paved, like ten feet, then nothing for a mile, then ten feet. You're like, what the fuck is the point of these little ten feet? Like people were attempting to build a road because I think they were so corrupt that guys would get a grant, pour ten feet, and take all the money, (laughs) (laughs) and then then nobody would do anything, and then another guy would get a grant. And I was like, so all these little ten foot strips were just spots where guys were getting like paid (laughs) ten grand to go. 
and they throw down a little bit of cement, take a photo, and be like, I'm out. You know, <laughs> Project um, started. <laughs> anyway, we get to the finally get to the spot, and it's fucking like, you know, balls hot. And I'm like, oh, this is a. They were asking me if it was a good place to grow, and I was like, no. Nah. They're like, yeah, there's water down here. And we walked down to a river, which was like, totally moving really still uh, almost barely moving and i was like it was big and i was like dude that's there's some gross giant <laughs> monsters in that fucking water right there you know it was like definitely the and then there was uh fucking leaf cutter ants like by the billions right there was that six foot tall ant hills right I started to like realize it after I'm standing there and I'm like focusing in on everything. I'm like, oh, are those all fucking anthills? Like I'm looking there as far as you can see in every direction, probably 20, 30 feet apart, you know? Mm. So I'm like, that's insane right there. Like just imagine. And then the, the funny part was is they had put down plants. They had grown plants up at the top and then they put them down bottom to, and then the 24 hours later they were nothing but sticks. And I'm like, yeah, you they're called leaf cutter ants. That's for, <laughs> for a reason, you know. I was like, this would be a terrible place to grow. Can you imagine, like, putting down greenhouses in an area where there's ants that are pre-programmed to cut leaves right. <laughs> and take them back? And you're to providing the, the environment for their leaves, and you're just growing these leafy, fucking beautiful, fucking salad things for them. It would be nuts. It, are you always putting your greenhouses next to a, a river? No. No, I mean, a well, water source of water some sort. Store. But this was just that, that was their thinking was that because it was between two rivers that you're going to be good. And it was like, yeah, you might be able to get water. But at the same time, there's just no way you could, it was so hot that everybody was just sweating full on without doing anything. And I was like, that's already too much. And then you un- include on top of that, cutting out a jungle and, you know, the cost of all that. Well, and like you said, not having a good flow of your water. I mean, how much of that stagnant yeah, I wasn't stuff you're going to be able to pull into it. So I wasn't feeling the water source as that. Being the, I was like, okay, we'd have to put a well somewhere, you know, and pull water some other way and actually filter so it. You clean. really need it. You need the everything rushing if you can get it to really. Um, you got to have moving water that you can actually hear. If you wanted to, yeah, you need to have a decent. Well, you need a water source in general, of course. That that was definitely right. not not the source, but it was one of those situations where it was like. A lot of money. A lot of money went into the beginning part of that, you know. And I was like, when I got up to the top of the hill, I was like, oh yeah, it's. I wouldn't. Nah. They're like, so we not, we shouldn't do it. And I'm like, nope. And they were like, all right, everybody out. We're done. And then on the way out, it was like, okay, you know, you just realize that we we're about to hire the entire town to, <laughs> to do this thing. You just basically ruined the town, you know. I was like, oh. <laughs> Should probably not go back there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ever go to that town. I was like, "Damn, I just ruined a whole town, dude." But it was a bad idea. It was one of those situations where if I had said yes, it's a great idea, then get start to try to grow there myself, it would have been a nightmare. You know, so it was one of those like, "No, let's go a little higher up, <laughs> a, little, a little away from the the ant hills." <laughs> so, but yeah, location is the most important thing for everything organic. I think like you have to live somewhere that you can get access to. You know, at least some things land-wise, either if you're growing directly in the ground or if you're trying to grow as an indoor grower, kind of having access to the best quality starting materials is going to be your limiting thing. Because I've been in some places where you can't get much, you know what I mean? It's very hard to... uh, 
to build your soil from terrible <laughs> terrible inputs you know what i mean mm-hmm. what's uh is there any is there any like nationwide brands out there of things that you know that are probably good to people to start with you know just in general since they might not be in the great spot like they don't have the same access we would have here or the way they're trying to turn there's in a greenhouse or no outdoors? just for home growers i'm talking about now for people who are like want to switch over from what they're doing like say guys who are growing 10 lights or something right now and to convince them because it you know it's it's one thing to say compost <laughs> you know and then it's another thing to say to actual brand of what you're thinking of just because you know it's good to get people over that hump of, of realizing that like even if you live in you know a place where you're growing in a you know a little warehouse or something like that that you don't have to grow with hydro and tables and you know think that that's the (coughs) because now everybody's allowed to do it more so it's like if you're going to be allowed to do it you might as well fucking do it right right? Mm -hmm. instead of like before growing it and hiding it was one thing and you you could just get away with jamming it up with a b whatever and making it work and getting some (coughs) something out of it but now it's like yeah you might as well take that extra energy to do that so what's a good like i say like just like the base soil products that maybe people could get access to so i would say you know for the sphagnum you would want to go with uh, some form of canadian sphagnum peat moss mm-hmm. um the way that that's processed um it's just the best way you know that it's organic um i personally would again say that the ollie mountain fish compost for me seemed to really take uh, the, my plants to the next level as far as when you're getting back to where the plant is uh, praying with the praying leaves. Back to praying. No, yeah. that's definitely the way you want to go. Um, so, f- um, you want to? I, oh. You know, it's, it's one of those things, Adam, because for the last six and a half years, I've made everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of times people will ask me about different products, and I have no idea on it. So in a way, I mean, it's it's good. I've made my own stuff, but there's a lot of things that I'm not educated on. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that that's a bad thing. Um, no, no I mean, that's, that is proof of what we're trying to do. Obviously, everybody, you want to get everybody to be independent and stuff. But I'm just thinking more, not not so much for the person who's gonna, you know, who's uh, uh, definitely going to do it no matter what and kind of like make it happen, but more, more the person who's on the fence. And like, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, who we got? Uh, who we got? Definitely biochar. Yo, yo, welcome oh. to that. welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Hey, this is uh, Into Canada from Home Depot. <laughs> I'm not from Home Depot this time. <laughs> <laughs> from Home Depot, right? Yeah. What's going on? Uh, I was calling because uh, I guess I had a couple questions for the Living Soil guy. I remember the Home Depot story though, so yes, I I am aware. Not from Home Depot. But from, right, but from Home Depot. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give us just give us. They're 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 here. They're listening. Um, where, with living soil, in what cases or what scenarios would you apply or use a diatomaceous earth? Uh, I know, you know, people say use it sometimes just as like a top layer dressing to drop the top for gnats, or they'll work in with the soil. But do you find any kind of scenario that you really find you have used to apply it, or is that sort of maybe a bit dated, or how do you feel about it? I definitely feel that that is uh, dated. Um, that's going to oh, definitely okay. kill the beneficials as well. So we just try to keep it where we um, almost kind of set it and forget it, and that definitely disrupts the uh, 
the diversity of what you're trying to grow there. And then you'll probably get some form of an alpha microbe to take over. And that's where you're going to start to get an imbalance. And then you're going to have deficiencies, have problems. So if you are having deficiencies in a living soil system, usually you need to get back to, again, adding microbes, top feeding, building sure. compost teas. <clears throat> I, I just heard in some cases it was probably more of like a obviously, but you know you work into the soil in order to get rid of any potential you know soft-bodied insects. Like if you had any mites, now if you had you know poor soil, obviously in the first place, I guess. But you know, just sort of a preventative measure for like a super soil sometimes. But I guess like you're saying that that would uh, kill too much of the uh, living uh, microbes if you were to do that. Yes, sir. I see it as almost like a catch twenty-two. You're always going to be spinning you, your wheels. That's right. You don't really want to like be yeah. You're fighting on both ends there. <laughs> um, with uh, in terms of, uh, I've heard recently of different kinds of uh, insect frass on the market, and I guess re- there was actually a guy locally who was selling uh, some beetle frass, and it seemed like it was kind of cool the way he was at least pitching it, and that it was sort of you know more higher quality, or at least uh, you know had uh, some interesting more qualities to it than just like the typical maybe I guess I forget words. Frost is usually derived from from insects, maybe it's like grasshopper or something less. Uh, uh, anyhow, we did other benefit you mentioned to it, and I, it, I wasn't sure there's any potential to it, but it was kind of cool. I guess he was showing sort of some photos of how, I guess, a customer applied it to a lawn and it actually like rid it of some of the uh, grubs or maybe like, you know, harmful uh, uh, larvae or something. So maybe there's something to that also. But I wasn't sure if you guys use insect grass also or if you had any kind of opinion in terms of like the different types of uh, uh, insect grass in the market. I think there's any like super negative ones? Like somebody just like stupid, like, oh yeah. No, I mean, the, the price fresh. is really the negative, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what, like, like Brian's saying, the price is really where, yeah. where that stuff kind of hits you. And I mean, like you're talking about, if you're applying it to a lawn or something for grubs or you know, for uh, earwigs or something else like that, you know, it may be a larger area that you're trying to cover. Um, but yeah, I think that like, like he's saying, you know, it's really the cost of what's going to hit you on, on some of those, not necessarily that there's yeah, something that is in, you know, not better than the others, but then actually it's funny that you're talking about that. Cause I was reading an article today where they were talking about insects being used as um, a food source throughout you know to, sure. to help with global hunger and you know in, in a lot of the third world countries where insects are consumed on a regular basis they're they're harvested naturally and so the the article was talking about what happens once we start farming in large quantities and and the waste that's created by some of these insects and, and other things like that so i think there's definitely a big a big movement as far as utilizing you know different things in that manner as, as a beneficial and I just thought that was kind of interesting where it was like at least forward thinking about once we start producing something in a mass quantity, what's the, the effect of it, you know? And I think right. insect fresh, yeah. uh, if, you, if you view it as almost like an immune shot, like a flu shot, if you will, um, the microbes are able to break down chitin into what's known as chitinase. And that will actually kill um, m- most, most of the issues because the plant thinks that she's being attacked by, ba- uh, by a bunch of bugs anyway. So that's why I found... Um, you know, just through through top feeding, that that really takes hold. And then again, you can speed that up by top feeding with a little bit of biochar. Uh, I would personally buy charged biochar, uh, and then compost teas to get that going. Crab, but, crab meals does that too. Right? Yeah, it's got some crustacean meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. heavier crab. 
Yeah, that's what I was, I was hearing about how, like, you know, applying it would, like you are saying, the top player would attack, uh, I guess you are saying, the, the, the felt like the plant was under attack in some way, but he, uh, it was also mentioned to me that you could, I guess, use it as sort of a tea, only only leaving it to soak for up to like an hour, not even more than like two hours, these uh, guys said, and uh, by, you know, using it as a, even like a foliar feed or something, that could be even sort of a, at least a mild spider mite or deterrent in, in some sense, uh, Obviously, this is sort of maybe more of an organic pitch that maybe hasn't been completely founded in research, but it sounded like it might have something to it. Yeah, I, I, maybe we could put this question to Chris Trump, but I think that it was Dr. Elaine Ingham that was talking about that when it turns into chitinase, that it kills uh, nematodes, good and bad. So that's one of the reasons why there's kind of like a catch-22, apparently, with that. Um, so if... If some, I definitely don't know enough about that to speak on that, but it'd be a right. pretty cool topic to talk to somebody like Chris Trump or Dr. Laney. Yeah, and uh, yeah. he's all about the um, right, the natural uh, Korean farming right. I need to learn more about the specifics of all that. Every time I try, he right. breaks it down. It's, it's you definitely need to write down each step because it's like, yeah, I don't want to get the ratios wrong and that's uh, <laughs> yeah. that concentration. Yeah. Oh, you'll just kill a plant. It happens, man. Yeah, that's how, that's how you that. learn, and that's one of the things, right. I guess, with you know that style of of cultivation is, yeah. There's a lot of recipes, there's a lot of blends, but there's no real set. This is what you do, and like I said, that's kind of learning the nutritive cycle of your strains, and it makes it much more difficult to grow in a large quantity or large variety when they all feed so differently. Right. Yeah. You're on the right track with studying insect frass and stuff like that. There's a lot of aha moments with that. Um, I would definitely say that I personally found it's pretty cool uh, to sprinkle the insect frass and then very lightly dust it with uh, a bottle of kefir, just a little bit per plant, kind of like around the base. Um, and that seems to just kind of like speed up everything and build uh, build that rhizosphere, that thri- alive and thriving uh, rhizosphere that you're after. Awesome, nice. That's and they pee all over your plants. <laughs> yeah, come on now. You got, <laughs> just, it's your pH, come That's on. It. Come on, bro. It's organic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks for calling in again. Are you still at Home Depot now, or right now, as we speak? Back at Home Depot, thought of it? No, I, I, like, I'm back uh, and I've outfitted my uh, space, so okay. um, I'm, I'm all good right now. Well, remember, bring your orange shirt next time. Like I told you, you'll get way better. You know, it's more fun. Yeah. I need to bring back. I still roll up tape, so I'll, I'll need to. I'll, I'll bring back my orange shirt. There you go. And I'll just say I'm an employee now with your your yeah roll up tape. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Pretty high end. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Cheers. All right. Peace. So, uh, do you have a do you have a way to ask Chris Trump that? That'd be a pretty cool uh, well, thing to well, talk about. Well, it is one of those things where I'm always like. It sucks when you have beneficials in general because you, well, it sucks. It's great you have them, but it sucks to feel the balance because you're like, uh, you, you know, it's like that. That's literally your your call in a sense, and so you see when you fuck up, and you're like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. like, hmm, no wonder it wasn't working. Like nematodes are, are good if you just constantly use them. You have to like use them so much. It's like vitamins almost. Mm-hmm. They don't work. They definitely don't work right out of the gate. Like they're just like, oh yeah, those were great. You're so excited when you first read about them. You're like, oh, my God, he's going to be awesome. They're going to thrive forever in there. They're going to kill so much. (laughs) And then you're like, I don't know. But they have to really, like, establish themselves really good and kind of, like, a lot of the things you just got to hammer at home. 
Mind like consistency, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the thing too. Like you said, when you you start looking at something and it's maybe not performing as well, because I, I can I can tell you in the past six years, there's a lot of times I've wanted to just go buy something mm-hmm. that I know will give it that benefit, but then I just try to keep working at it, try to figure it out. Um, but and a lot of it reading into different nutrition, you know, how we would consume something, what's beneficial for us, and how we would do it, and I think that really is has relayed a lot into the natural farming for me. And then, like I said, my wife, she is a, she's a, a doctor of Chinese medicine with a focus in herbology. Oh, perfect. So, you know, there's a lot that she never realized transitioned into some of the things that we've been talking about where she uses dandelions for something completely different than I would, but then also saying, Hey, at times you have to watch the iron content that you're mm-hmm. getting from those and how that really affects. And she, it's, it's funny how many different things cross that border between plants and humans that we don't really think of, you know? That's interesting. And dandelions are super, like, Dynamic. yeah, they're really interesting, yeah. uh, plants in general, just because they're, like, it's so classic how Americans consider them, like, weeds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and when you're growing up, you're, like, I guess I lived in New England, and so we had lots of lawns, and my grandfather was a fucking lawn fanatic, you know what I mean? He'd be, like... So we never had, uh, we had like, we literally had like three different kinds of grass on our property, like Kentucky bluegrass to strip. And then, cause he worked at a, he worked at a uh, golf course. So he would like steal little pieces of turf <laughs> <laughs> one at a time. Patchworked in. Built it all in, got it all sick. Like yeah. a Johnny Cash lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. But he was so fanatic about it. I mean, he That's was cool. he was allowed to take it home. It wasn't like he, he kind of, but he just like felt like they were like whatever. He was like the, he was the head groundskeeper, yeah. so it was kind of like well. And it's funny as the same fucking golf course where Ron Wallace worked. Mm. I was like, oh, so like twenty years earlier, my grandfather was running the shit that you're probably doing now. You know, so it was kind of we're down small. <laughs> I was like, yeah. which golf course? Oh, fucking, that's the Gramps. But uh, yeah, it was. So I, are we never, I remember when we would get one, he'd be like, he was literally like that guy would be out there if I could get it, you know, bad, evil, you know, and you're like, now you know, that was actually the way more beneficial than the grass, you know. Well, and I, I weed my grass, but I just make something out of it, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. My wife's really into all that now, too, so it's, like, we have a lot of mullen on our property, and... At first, my mom was like, get rid of it all, you know? And then my wife's looking it up. She's like, dude, this stuff's great. Like, we need to, you know, so then we, <laughs> so, so then we like, slowed her down. We have a hundred acres, so it's all right. There's plenty. Right. But but uh, that first year, because they came up so, like, crazy, you know, the amount, it's like, and they, but when you know, uh, you see, like, what they're, because these are for smoking, for smoking substitute, these are for eardrops, these are for all sorts of, all, you know, and they all work too. Because like, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we made, you know, tinctures and things. And when the kid had ear problems, a couple drops in, he'd cry for a little bit, then it'd be like, boom, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, there you go. <laughs> the shit works, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's the the cool part about cannab- cannabis in general is that you kind of like, get some people get interested in these other things that grow like oh yeah there are other things <laughs> there are other things that grow um <laughs> but when it's medicinal or um edibles <coughs> and easy sort of you know that people start to get 
once you figure it out, you're like, oh shit, this is way, way fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Almost as fun as Rolling Crazy Joints, <laughs> but not quite as fun as that. <laughs> not as fun as Crazy Joints. A lot more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, what's your, uh, so tell us about the event next week. All right, so it's uh, January 24th, which is next we- Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just trying to have uh, our, our pitches, I guess, the education over egos. Um, it's something that we've been trying to promote and just try to uh, give back to the community. So everybody's coming together um, and just trying to put on an event where we can learn more together. Um, some of the people that we have on board, uh, the keynote speaker is Duke Diamond. Uh, Jace will be there. Uh, Frenchie Canoli. Uh, Mr. Dunn will be there as the moderator. Okay, I feel like this. Whoa, guys. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Put the gloves on. This is just cannabis. <laughs> Yo. It touched me, dude. You're Come touching on. Me. <laughs> touching touching me. Touching me. Exactly. This guy's touching me with his cannabis over here. Yeah. <laughs> touched by cannabis uh, once again. Exactly. Uh, and Sasquatch uh, 503 will be there. Sasquatch. Uh, uh, he even uh, coming out of hibernation for everybody, so we're excited about that. He's telling me he doesn't come out for too many people, which I would say that probably is the same thing with uh, Duke. Yeah, yeah, they're like, they're like actual growers used to be back in the day, which they'd be like, you know, barely see them. Right, real eh, the light, the light, <laughs> yeah. normal yeah. light. Where's my real light? <laughs> the super fire back at the house. Yes. Like the sun is really bright, actually, because that's the thing. People really think grow lights. I mean, the grow lights. I mean, they are bright, but it's nothing compared to the sun. Right? So you'll come outside and you'll be like, "Holy shit!" Right. Like, <laughs> I thought that was that was it. Now it's uh, it, it, what else? Got, guys, you guys are doing like a little VIP thing. Yeah, we got uh, so it's it's ten dollars just for all the education stuff, and we also have some uh, local growers and stuff around town. Uh, Genome Alchemy actually just committed the other day to come and talk, and he was the one that won uh, Sticky Lungs uh, Home Growers Cup. He's a living soil grower. Uh, Jason and I actually uh, were judges of that event, and uh, his cannabis was <laughs> obviously the clear winner for everybody there. And uh, there's uh, Jordan Person, uh, Rachel Ganjasana, again, I always mispronounce that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think you're That's close. Right. I think you were yeah, close yeah, with yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Strictly Gateway, um, Philip, uh, Bearhead, 305 uh, from Miami. Um, is there anybody I'm missing? I don't want to forget him. Uh, Skatey, Skatey in the Dirt, so Space Cat. Um, I want to def- give, definitely give her a special shout-out because she started coming to my classes before um, this was even a thing. So it's just really cool to see that mm-hmm. some of us have really put effort into this to try to build this from you know a few years ago. So even when I was trying to put on classes, like mm-hmm. you know, one of my stories, I guess, is that only one dude showed up. So it was just me and this fucking guy, and we were just <laughs> sitting there talking to each other. So uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Started with one. Started with one. Started yeah. with one. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. I think I got to do. Uh, I did four classes. I think last year that that we did that were, you know, all free to come to. There was a lot of a lot of good conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the things that, that I enjoy about education events and, and like the one we're doing that's coming up is uh, being able to tell people that you don't know something. I think that's super important. One, that, you know, it's, it's honest. And I think we all should really promote honesty throughout this community. But it usually sends me on a, a rabbit hole of research, mm-hmm. you know. But then I think that's something that, that's good. But uh, 
a lot of people that uh, that care is another thing that, that's coming together, you know. So, uh, like Frenchy, French Cannoli, he's coming. I asked him to uh, to just come as a friend, a friendly request. Hey, man, there's a lot of people that are coming in. He actually has a, a workshop that he's doing the following day. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be here in Lakewood, and he's going to be processing CBD resin. Nice. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to talk about. So definitely uh, take a look into that. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people that, that just really want to come together and, and be part of uh, a good event, uh, especially like you were saying, you know, there's a big weekend that's coming up with that in, in line. So um, yeah, I think there'll be there'll be some good consumption. There'll be some food. And we have to there'll separate be, the two. Yep. I definitely yeah. want to point that out. What? That we have to separate the two. So there's an education mm-hmm. in the field house mm-hmm. that's no smoking, all that kind of stuff, right? It's, so we're very clear. Okay, yeah. just and then in the tent, yeah. and then in the tent, and the looper bus. He never said vaping. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're pretty strict on that. That's why we're going out of our way to get a, a consumption tent, and also we're getting the, the looper, looper bus. Yeah. So we have uh, Daguerre uh, Forger. He's got the really cool dab bars. I don't know if you've you've Mm -hmm. probably seen a few of those coming to the events. Uh, B-Nails, Ali, Mm -hmm. uh, he's coming with uh, his B-Nails. We're going to have Jason Frenchie um, showing off kind of like a a little teaser for Frenchie's um, hash making process. Uh, and, And then we got uh, Uncle Snoop's Bodega showing off his rolling skills, probably roll up a couple cool uh, uh, some braids. Wait, braids, yeah, yep. yeah. Do some uh, braids and some pipe joints. Yeah. See. Ben Owens Fun's will be rolling some braids. Yeah, so we're just we're just trying to make an event where, you know, if education is where you're at, we can be in there. There's also going to be a lot of cool, uh, you know, in the tent we have a DJ, DJ Action Jackson. So we're, we're this. we hope this show that this this party was well thought out. Mm-hmm. And it was it was education based, and hey, that we up, actually bro. you only got like five days. You're gonna get together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. getting down the wire. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just been uh, it's been busy. So yeah, hey. it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, and so, French gonna stay around after you think, or is he? What's his deal? Yeah, yeah, he's he planning to hang change. around for a while, and then, like I said, his his workshops the next day. But then he's also speaking at the Indo Expo on Sunday, so he'll be be around the entire weekend. And I do believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe throw this out there now, but in, in talking with him, we've been looking for somebody that would like to sponsor the hookah that he would like to utilize. So if there's anybody out there that would be interested in that, he's bringing his, uh, it's a quasar uh, hookah bowl. Um, so it's, it's actually very nice. It's the closest you can get to vaping uh, hash. So he'll also be bringing some samples of his product that everybody can uh can get a uh, a sample of yeah, yeah. so it's uh, a <laughs> had the quantum like a week two weeks ago so. okay nice. <laughs> yeah so that's a uh, that's quantum part of the plan the qu- with that we get the quant and the quasar together <laughs> there you go <laughs> and then uh, we definitely want to give a shout out to Sasquatch and Landis Tank um, if you are a VIP you purchase a ticket for that you get to consume their product on them hang out with them talk with them you know kind of thing smell um, them on yes. the bus yeah. <laughs> get to smell them yeah so. We just uh, we want everybody to have a good time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the goal is definitely education. So it all comes back to uh, you know just uh, I think it was two or three years ago I heard um, it was JJ from Top Dog Seeds, Adam Dunn, and Duke, and I think it was um, Canarado. I think yeah. it was you four, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys. I mean, when you started breaking down genetics and stuff like that, 
that's when I really started to try to educate myself, at least to understand why why certain genetics would begin to take on, uh, you know, take over the market, mm. you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like you guys, at least during that uh, education, Some, somehow part, somehow we threw it together. I don't know. Yeah, we were like, oh, <laughs> what? I think uh, I think the most improv stuff is is usually the best stuff. It's always in a way. it's always yeah. improv in the hand of the show. Yeah. Gotta be. Well, and, and that's it. I think that you know, there's real people. That's the other thing, like what, what Brian's saying, you know, that it's about education, but just real people that, you know, are, are trying to, to be there for everyone else. Like I said, I mean, we, we try to do as much as we can. Um, I don't ever try to withhold any of the recipes or anything I do. I'm always happy to, to teach as much as I can. Um, just be humble, be real, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think that's something that will will go a long way. And that's why Duke, in my opinion, um, th- shout out to Sticky Lungs for being able to make that happen. But he, he was definitely the guy that I think could kick this party off for nice. just being humble and, and mm-hmm. doing stuff that everybody admires. But you know, maybe not even everybody really knows where it's coming from. Sure. Especially the Screaming Eagle. I don't mm-hmm. know if everybody knows that. Yeah, also, yeah, of course. And, and he's always, he's like uh, held on to some good genetics for a long time and been real, like, yeah. you know, just humble to humble loyal fucking guy who was you know once you know him you're like okay solid you know and that's yeah. that's the whole thing about the way the industry is going now it's getting less and less where people have really any chops and that's where it kind of like you know we're gonna all sound old real soon like and i can already see it like it's I'm, it's I'm 50 no <laughs> i know i'm already pretending i'm 50 i'm not even 50 yet i'm like fucking whatever i'm 50 it's golden news eh? yeah it's close. Yep. it's close but no in general uh we are going to be whiny old men real soon and women just because we're going to be like you know we used to have to call a guy and then he would call a guy, and then that guy would call a guy, and then that guy would call a guy, and then by the time the fucking nine different calls <laughs> went through, you'd still go back to the circle, and you'd be like, dude, you're calling me, I'm calling him. I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't even know that, because at right. the end of the day, everybody was like looking yeah, right, and hunting and wasting time, and every call was like 25 cents or something like that, and you, I was always thinking about it when I was younger. I was like, people make a lot of money off of weed without knowing they're making money. Because everyone's trying to find it, and they're wasting time driving around in cars. And I drove like 200 miles to get an ounce of weed one time, and it sucked. And I was like, I was like, I gotta buy it. There's nothing else I can do. It sucks. And then it was like, it sucked. And then on the way back, I found somebody else, and I was like, damn, now this is even worse because I got the shitty weed. And I was like, yeah, it was in general, you know, you get sued. There's a 400 miles of driving or something like that stupid it was just like you know it was like when it was just like there was living somewhere where there's just nothing like ah oh, fuck it so I know, and then when I got there the guy just was a chinser it was just a classic where you're like ah oh, bait and switch so I guess that's funny like just since you're talking about feeling old or just old times it was like we were we were talking one day about um back in the day when you would you'd get some some weed and you wouldn't get high and you're like oh man that was bunk Beasters. and like yeah yeah and then it turns out like to think now like that might have been some of the best medicine yeah you know what i mean but it was like not really knowing and it was like well i was looking to get high and mm-hmm. well it was the highest dose of cbd or cbg i've ever had you know so yeah, oh, yeah. You know, that was when you just went to get weed you didn't go get a you didn't know right yeah but this 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 <laughs> this is like oh man we're just, well, I know this or, is, or you drive 200 miles <laughs> what i notice now is that when i see big bales of hemp and fucking hundreds of pounds and 300 pounds and whatever amount and 
starts looking, you know, some of the buds are beautiful, and I'll be smelling them, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, definitely smoked this somewhere and thought, <laughs> this is shit, and, like, probably somebody, because, I mean, it's, it's not that they were, like, the same hybrids exactly that they're growing right now, but there's definitely some, there's some stuff that's, like, I think passable that people probably knew and ran with. Like, cause we were talking about it earlier, they were, if it, if it <coughs> established itself on its own, it's got to be strong, right? And there must be some that are, are like just good enough that people can harvest and sell to idiots who come through and go like, "Yeah, I need some weed." Boom, here you go. And you're like, "Holy shit, looks good." You know, I'm, there must be plenty. And uh, who knows what's in those? Those, you know, those would be key right now if you could find them. Like, right. Find the guys who ripped everybody off. That's what's the key to fucking fortune. If you can find those guys. <laughs> That's funny. Find the hemp guys who ripped everyone off and you'll find those genetics and you'll be like, This is it. This <laughs> we made mm-hmm. Well we were when we were doing the uh the home growers cup, that was a, mm-hmm. an additional category that we threw in there was you know, is this memorable? Yeah, you know, not just like potency, taste, yeah, smell, yeah. but like, does this like, oh man, this is like junior high. Yeah, yeah. You, and I think that's a whole <laughs> different category of judgment with it. Cause like you said, there's always those, those genes that are lingering somewhere. You say like grandma's basement, junior high, this, that, the other people will be like, yeah, oh yeah. Cause that's like where you probably got high anyway. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those, those are the yeah. spots. You'd be like down in grandma's basement. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember this fucking place. That always was a trip when I used to go there. I mean, that place is gone now, but, uh, you know, 20 years later I'd go back and I'd go downstairs and be like, oh dude. Because my uncle used to have a room down there, and they had reload shotguns, and it was kind of like all just the same shit sitting there, heavy machinery, you know, like lathes and stuff, right. lathes, and, and all the toys that I used to fucking wonder where they were or gone. You know, I was like, "Where's the fucking train set?" <laughs> you know I, mean? I was like, I was like determined to find this thing. And I think she threw it all away. Yeah. No, I, I think that that's something too that's interesting. Like you start to see the the older generations that that tell us those stories um so my my great grandfather grew cannabis uh in the 20s to support my family besides his coal mining job so it's been around he actually uh lost an arm uh in a farming accident um but when he passed away he was 92 and would roll joints one-handed and he was telling us about fields and oh your grandma would steal my weed and all this you know but it was just funny that it's been in my family that long to hear those different stories yeah. no that's awesome uh, one-handed joints your blood mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah <laughs> one-handed <laughs> joints at 92 yeah really you have yeah. long hands you have that's long super. fingers or yeah i think yeah. you have to have extra long fingers i knew a jamaican guy who could do it it was a little sloppy though but he could do it they smoked huh <laughs> they smoked yeah he didn't want to smoke he you know he'd do them and he'd touch them so much that you didn't want to smoke them after him anyway. <laughs> like the way he rolled them he'd like he'd, he'd do that and he'd like yeah, he'd be mashing it all up and yeah he's there come out it's cool bro yeah good job <laughs> you know, like, nah, I, can't, I can't smoke that and of course it's your weed so you're just like keep it it's your like, great trick yeah no it was cool um it, 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 I, there's a guy who won this uh, Hawaiian thing that I went to last year, uh, and it was like uh, pretty awesome because he his story was great because this guy Josh uh, at Washington and he had his uh, estranged father, 
who met him later on and uh, when he met him he met his grandfather and it was one of those deals where it was like you know your grandfather's gonna die your, your grandfather is gonna die but he wants to give this to you and he's like who the fuck is this you know what I mean and they go and they see a greenhouse behind the place and he said it was just full of weed and the guy has been documenting everything from the like early 30s mm. so like before it was illegal and then they basically just let him keep doing it because he was already doing it and every single thing documented all the way up until now and this guy wasn't really a grower but he was kind of like you know interested and he ended up just going head first into it because then his grandfather did die and he got <coughs> the whole library and it's kind of you know it's one of those dreams you're like dude you gotta like 75 85 year old journal of cannabis mm. like all documented organized really perfectly and shit it must be crazy you know like just the have you heard that urban legend supposedly i guess it's urban legend that there's like a basically like that like software in israel where it's backed by pharmaceutical money Sounds re- sounds to right to me. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys read some of that stuff? No. I know they do. Supposed <laughs> to be they do like the, the leading or... cannabis research there. I know that. Dude. I wouldn't doubt it. Where do you think? I mean, where do you think the real research is coming from? Like states like that, countries that are. Uh, I mean, well, I think a lot of should be. I mean, definitely won't be a lot in America right now, just because they're they're all scared of fucking. Liability or whatever. So that we should look at other other places for real research. At the moment, yeah. I mean, it's going to come out. The thing is, it's good about the, the hemp, the sort of the farm bill with hemp, is that there's going to be a lot more, uh, you know, grants for fucking people to do studies in universities. And then it'll be interesting. And I think the next two years is going to be a lot of fucking holy shit White moments. Papers. Yeah, just like, holy shit, I can't believe Because people are like, gonna, like as far as, I think the next thing, like, uh, plastic should be really more utilized because that's something we can, we're going to end up with a lot of material soon, which is going to be the good part because people are too fixated on the fucking flowers and the crystals mm-hmm. and it's got to be CBD and it's like, yeah, but there's a whole... Be, you know, body of a plant there, and blah. You know, there's fibers and shit, and people aren't really doing anything with that. They're being all scared about it and mixing it with cat litter. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, what? No, that's not a good idea. Um, so I think once people get that kind of tuned in, which is going to be soon because money's coming in from everywhere. Obviously, hopefully, some smart people out there will pick up on the fact that it's like not all about the fucking crystal, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. look at this." Oh, like, I read a, a pretty good article the other day about uh, the roots, roots of cannabis, and how much they're starting to look into the usage of that. And just with Chinese medicine, like my wife has said, the root is always used for a different ailment than the the top side of the plant. You know, yeah. so there's going to be a lot of that too. I think that'll be be able to be utilized. Uh, they did uh, did uh, recently a report up at CSU on CBD and how it affected pets, mm-hmm. and what they came out and said was that it doesn't harm them. Yeah, they don't say it's beneficial, right? But then they're not going to say it's beneficial because then people would automatically take it that hey, if it's okay for my pets and beneficial for them, then mm-hmm. it would be beneficial for me. But they came out and said it doesn't harm animals, and I guess that's something. Yeah, and I think uh, CBD obviously is one of those things where it's very, um, 
being treated as a single molecule a lot again, and that's where it gets like you're back to that. So isolate, for instance, which is great, looks great, you know, pure. So you're you know you're you're happy about that, but on its own, it doesn't really seem like it does that much, and people are throwing that in everything. You know, so you're like. I don't know. It's where it's sourced too, right? I mean, if it's coming from China, it's got to be a placebo effect. And there's no real. Medicine. Well, it's just there's going to be heavy metals for sure. It could right. have CBD. It can be artificial. The thing is, it's very easy for them to make artificial CBD and artificial THC, and they make it THC A and CBD A is basically what they're making. It's like um, there's a guy from uh, Turkey, <laughs> a little kid, and he makes <laughs> like a, he'll make a sw- he'll make a swimming pool of each and. Just take it and crack and crash it all out, and fucking it all comes out like you know super thick. So you make like you know a thousand kilos of each, and just like like come and get it, you know ninety nine point nine six percent. You know he's like, and he's an Instagram kind of guy. Guy, I'm not really I'm not following for instance, but it's like one of those deals where it's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird because that's you, you know it's all synthetic because he's already said it is, so it's like. And it's cheap. It's going to be like a, you know, thousand bucks a kilo or something like mm. that, or you know, which is like, but oh, oh yeah. And so I'm saying there's like a lot of people who don't give a fuck, you know, so they're going to sell that. So mm. it's like, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a weird game right now. So it's a lot of CBD getting thrown in, and, and that's the thing. That, oh, that, well, you know, I have heard, and we don't know if this is true, but might as well throw it out there just so I can throw it out there. Uh, I did hear somebody, but they're definitely like a conspiracy theorist type. So I'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm not gonna like quote them too much. Definitely conspiracy theorists, but they were their whole deal because they're very pro cannabis, and their whole deal was that there is a paper coming out soon, and it's gonna prove that excessive amounts of CBD can cause all sorts of problems. You know, and I'm like, oh Jesus mm. Christ! You know what I mean? It's like. Let's see what, you know, because I'm sure. Excessive amount of french fries can cause all kinds of problems. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's going to be like some, you know, rare case <coughs> with every, any product right. that excessive, excessive use, especially if, if there is excessive use, because there are people who are, you know, not understanding it and taking an isolate and being like, all right, I got to like take massive amounts of it. And that doesn't really fix any problem like itself, mm-hmm. you know, really to a point, and especially if you overwhelm any receptor for anything you'd be like they're right. gonna take any more it's like you can't just like <laughs> well, like ten thousand milligrams of vitamin c right your yeah. body can't consume it at some point so mm-hmm. that that becomes an issue in itself versus taking a multivitamin that gives you more of that combination or entourage effect to allow that to really work so i i'm a firm believer in whole plant medicine uh-huh. and processing it out that way that's what we do for our patients sure yeah, and is that your multivitamin uh, combo- combination you're talking about, or is it you talking about a real multivitamin? Not real. No, but no, that's what one? that's what I'm talking about is the 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 entourage of cannabinoids, flavonoids, yeah. terpenoids, everything else. But then, like I was also saying, you know, when you are consuming cannabis in a raw form, um, there's a whole plethora of different nutritional aspects that you look at: vitamin E, vitamin K, the chlorophyll factors of all of those things. You know, so those are are big things that. I think you definitely enhance by doing organic soil cultivation. You really get that full, um, you know, accent of the plant. Genetic profile. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And how, um, 
say if you take a plant that's, I was thinking about this today, or I was talking to this with somebody today, it's about plant memory as far as like, uh, say you've got a plant that's been sprayed a million times with all sorts of chemicals and you get a clone of it. Do you feel like that that clone has, is toxic in any way, shape, or form? Or do you think how, how many generations before you think that thing's clean? Because I, I'm pretty sure it's a bunch. <laughs> well, there, there is too. And I think that you'll see that in, in the cloning out of that plant as well. And, and if you've ever been to any of my classes, I've told several people cloning is not my strong suit. So I, I do a lot of seeds. I'm definitely honing in my natural way of, of cloning. Um, but I think that's one of those things you'll hear a lot of people talking about clones dudding out or plants dudding out and where you'll start to see that tapered, yeah, um, generations later. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And then next thing you know, it's like, well, your yield is affected, everything else, where if you're taking good, clean clones that are a genetic replica, you shouldn't see that. And what are you, are you saying, like neem oil versus avid and forbid, that kind of thing? I'm just saying, like, if you have a plant that's been sprayed, like, not neem oil, because that's just something cervicant. That's not really a, a thing that's going to change your plant too much. It's going to change your taste, but it's going to change well, your Well, yeah, plant. but what about but, for, like, extraction? So you feel like that's... Yeah, well, I'm just wondering for like for like testing and stuff because I see guys failing tests who don't use you know say they don't use any chemicals so who knows it's like there there could be a guy there could be a guy in the middle of the night who might come out who knows (laughs) but but for the most part everybody says they don't use anything and they're failing on like mycobutanol and shit like that stuff that they're highly sensitive for you know I mean more than just like you know some random like oh I gotta use some fucking pythium or something but. It's just funny how everybody's. It's good though because everybody's like. There's a lot of places now that are really running clean, but they're also <coughs> not necessarily meaning that they're clean. You know, that's like yeah. that doesn't really say that they're actually clean. But, but in general, the it is nicer to see people kind of like trying to get into that groove a bit more. And, uh, I mean, it's better for the consumer too, of course, because none of us want to smoke pesticides but at the same time i'm also like telling people like dude i fucking smoke so much pesticides you, don't even hey, you smoke so many bugs. bites in the day <laughs> you don't even funny, yeah. know what i've smoked Eggs. bro yeah. i've smoked <laughs> all bro. <laughs> <laughs> remember when the, the people were running the butane just real beginner stuff and then we'd be smoking the light brown and everybody was like yeah dude that's a fucking fire you know? <laughs> 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 right we weren't very good when we first started, man. No, well, I, it's I funny. Still don't know it is funny it's though to watch poop. people. <laughs> it is funny to watch people. Uh, also, not so much making it, but like smoking it in general. Like where you watch it, people red hot dabs, mm. just a couple of years ago. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you know ninety eight or something, ninety nine or two. I mean, like or even later. I mean, sorry, like uh, two thousand five or something like that. You'll see people smoking and just like throwing down on a giant red freaking. <laughs> <laughs> And red means go and you're like oh man it's funny but <laughs> it's very much like fashion too like we're all just like what I wouldn't do that in a million years it's only been like four years or something like that. <laughs> uh, but smoking in general it has evolved I think um, is there any organic kind of technique in your te- in your like I mean you like to smoke joints or you like to have any kind of particular uh, I got vices too you know I mean I want to I also want to eat organically but I also Enjoy peanut butter M and M's, shit like that. But I, I try to. Uh, it's perfect, bro. What's that? I get you. We were talking about that story earlier before the show, weren't we? I think uh, 
Oh yeah, yeah. He wanted to to make yeah. a mention of something like that, but all oh, the guys that got busted <coughs> in Oklahoma for the hunt. Guys from Oklahoma, yeah, they're from here though. One of the guys. That's yeah. Fun. So there's a roar man among four people accused of trafficking a massive pot shipment, but the police aren't sure it's pot. Yeah, we know it's not pot. But <laughs> so yeah, no, they're trafficking some uh, trafficking. They're shipping some hemp. <laughs> trafficking. He <laughs> listen to me. Yeah, the narc guy. Um, <laughs> they got pulled over, man. I know that was in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're fucked. They're Andrew still... Ross from Aurora. Oh, was driving the van, I think. Oh, the following van. The, the one no. The oh wait. Was yeah, he was driving the the van that was following. I guess. Okay, so he's the one. And then mm. David Dirksen from Michigan was the passenger in the van. They're working as security guards for the semi. Huh? Uh, they're saying that the semi needed such protection because it was hauling thousands of pounds of industrial hemp. Made legal to transport over state lines when Trump signed off on the 2018 farm bill. They were carrying a gun, though, right? Yeah, and the chase car. Mm. Hmm. Did it say that? I am looking. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they were charged with trafficking more than 1,000 pounds of marijuana. Uh, Ross and Durkin also faced gun charges for allegedly possessing a gun during the commission of a felony. Mm. Ooh, that's oh, not shit. That's are they not allowed to have a gun when they're, they're saying this is going to be the landmark case? I guess they tested it, the hemp on the scene, which did pos- test positive for THC, uh, as industrial hemp would. However, to be considered hemp, the product would have no more than three tenths of a percent of THC. Mm. So they're going to bust them on a technicality. I think it, they said they had what up to twenty thousand pounds. They were thinking. Um. Something, something. Does, it, does it confirm yeah. that they ran the red the police, light? It all weighed more than 20,000 pounds. Wow. Like the weigh anywhere from 17,000 to 20,000 pounds. And it was on its way from Kentucky to here, I believe, in Boulder. Um, Could be, yeah. It was coming Kentucky. to Boulder? Yeah, from Kentucky. Yeah, hmm. yeah we'll see. They I thought the route there, Oklahoma, was going to be fine, but yeah, I think that's what they're I think that... Um, Shitty part is, is of course, it depends how fucking <coughs> much they want to be assholes because testing is so, you know, the swing is so high. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, depending on who grew what, where, I mean, there's a lot of hot product coming out everywhere. So who knows? You know, it could be one tenth of one percent over or whatever that their test might not test that good and they might come up with a whole point you know what I mean who right. knows and then uh, I mean what do you think it costs to move all that hemp to pro- take it all the way to here to get it processed I mean that's gotta be quite an operation well a truck I mean a truck costs you know definitely thousands and you gotta like rent either probably rented one or the when, other so you you think it's accurate when they said that was worth about half a million dollars? Yeah, for sure. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. When it's processed or when it's in its form? Mm, I mean, it was 20,000 pounds, you said? 18,000 yep. pounds? So, that by 50, whatever that is, by like around 50 bucks or something. So. Yeah, it sucks, man. Uh, if they're found guilty of an aggravated trafficking of marijuana, the punishment could range from 15 years to life and a $500,000 fine. Wow. Oh, you got that wow. in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> for doing a legal Half complaint a job. Too, right? Wow. For, yeah, for those guys probably just showing up to work. Yeah. They were probably like, hey, you got to drive here, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
That's crazy, man. fucked up, if that's cool. true, yeah. Yeah, well, we hope that they uh, don't have some stupid... I think some of the lawyers were reaching out pro bono, so that's pretty cool, because they are saying that it's going to be a landmark case. For so sure, for sure. Hopefully mm-hmm. that, crazy, that turns out to be true. <laughs> Chat gang. Was the van made from hemp like Cheech and Chong? Oh, we could only <laughs> wish, dude. Hey, you can eat the rest of that hot dog, man. That's great. <laughs> That's how they found him. Shout out to Spring Hill. Yeah, they only counted at 25 <laughs> bucks so around, so that's, yeah, 25 bucks a pound, so some swag. Some swag hemp. Swag <laughs> hemp. <laughs> that's why they're moving it. Take that shit away. Well... No, Hopefully that shit works out. Yeah, where you know it sucks that people are still going to jail for this stuff. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's not so because I mean I was looking because there's some pretty fucking amazing uh, hemp growing in, in Oregon this year. I saw it was like wow, you know, like just amazing amounts of stuff that smelled awesome. You know, I was like, this smells. I was getting it like right at that perfect time where they were just. Trying to dry it out, and you walked in like, like, ooh, that smells so good, mm-hmm. nice. And you look at the buds, and they're just like, they were treating it really like weed. You know, everything was on screens and cut off and drying like that because they were trying to move it because there's more humid there, so they couldn't mm-hmm. leave it like we can. You know, we don't worry about that. Right? I, <laughs> I saw a company on Reddit the other day that was actually shipping CBD flour out. Yes, to sir. People. Yes, sir, it's, it's happening. Mm. It's crazy, too, because I think that's going to be the, the um, straw, you know, that'll just, because, like, none of us are getting, like, oh, well, maybe we are, but maybe you're jarring up your weed or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm not. But <laughs> but it's, like, one of those things where people are, that's another one of those things where it filters down real fast, just like the seeds, where, like, there'll be, like, one or two guys who, you know, take, like, one field to satisfy a fucking shitload of people for some stupid little eights of whatever you know and that it's amazing how it's almost worth more than definitely worth more than real weed almost like (laughs) if it's mediocre weed for sure hemp is on its way to take over that market don't you think most people are just going to grow hemp regardless well it's just that like in like the fact that you can sell it in a shop or sell it on the send to the mail it's kind of nuts it's not really I mean, I don't know, it's weird. It's like one of those weird things where I think that'll be the catalyst that actually drives fucking all the cops insane and all mm-hmm. the people like, I can't regulate, I can't, what are you going to do, test every single fucking bud, every single time? So, <laughs> all .3. You know, everybody will buy packaging that says .3 and make it look all official and just drop in real buds. And, and I didn't say to do that, but you could do that. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> It could happen very easily. That'll be a whole business in itself. Like make it compliant looking containers that aren't te- technically mm-hmm. <laughs> technically compliant. You know what I mean? Like I've seen a bunch like that which were close that were like didn't really weren't really childproof or didn't do this or do that. But it's because they were just kind of banged out. You know, look official cup style. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, hemp plastics. I think we were talking about earlier, but would be a good, good lead to just kind of like Colorado should jump on that and get like because the whole thing is about having volume of material to fuck around with and, and shit for turn on some real high. turn on some real machines and mm-hmm. actually do something. 
Because you can do those 3D printing fucking rolls. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> My friend Jesse that was on the show, Jesse Lopez, he, uh, he's got a company that does 3D printing with hemp and cool. makes the spools. And nice. I mean, that's an awesome, you know, huge addition, obviously. But <clears throat> I think in the next couple of years with all the universities, they're going to fucking even get more. I mean, it's kind of gone already to the extreme as far as nano nano uh, technology, yeah, technology yeah. with nanotubes. You heard about that? How they mm-hmm. do it? So it's basically like a heat up uh, hemp fiber real slow, like slow, 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 and then real fast, <laughs> and then it leaves behind of the fucking nanotubes. Mm. It's very strange. It's like one of those things, like. Who the fuck? <laughs> well, that, that's one of the cool things about, <laughs> about that one out. Who the fuck figured that out? You're like, okay, then it creates the nanotubes naturally. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of cool merging of different industries. Hmm. You know, to start making some of this stuff happen, and and I guess like Brian was asking about the research and and being able to do that. There's a lot of people that are coming into the industry. I think to help some of that stuff, mm-hmm. and and are in a lot of ways, but. At the same time, it kind of skews oh, gonna, things, you know? I mean, like, you see it now, though, too, where, like, if you look at, like, grows that you were involved in or built yourself or whatever, and then you kind of, like, you know, think how you're, like, so proud and it was fucking, fucking the shit, and then, like, five years later, you're, like, in some, you know, five times size fucking way more efficient <laughs> like everything about it is better and you're like oh i thought i was at like the so that's why there's always that like you know never-ending learning also appreciation of different stuff like i used to love aeroponics and hydroponics and all that shit just because i always thought it was so cool to build it's like like legos it was like i was like an adult and i was but i wasn't quite 15 or 16 at that point so i was more like a Eight year old or something. I was like, "Woo, Lego stuff, cool! I could build this." <laughs> you know, but, but, it, but in growing, it was like then the system kind of took over. You know what I mean? And then you're like, uh, "Disease or whatever," you had to like throw it all away and uh, <laughs> like start all over again. Like I can't keep it. Uh, can't really grow the plants that big. Huh? Yeah, it was always just like indoors. weird. Well, my weird. whole thing was that you would uh, like on life support. You know, so like if you fucked up. Oh, I didn't pay my bill. Like, I feel like, no, oh, shit, <laughs> my plant's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you know, was, yeah, it was funny. I was like, you know, and then they was like that too. Like I had a one time I had to move and killed, you know, just killed away all my plants because I couldn't really, had no, <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> like some wavy fucking water bound, you know, um, DWC thing that was like a big wolf floppy Roots. mess. Yeah. Yep. So in general, yeah, it's a beautiful thing if you can uh, pull it off, you know, I think. It's one of those we were talking about earlier about root sizes and like 25 is like kind of like your minimum, I guess. Like, Because you really need to focus that it's a stomach, mm-hmm. you know, if you're really, if you're going to grow this without any deficiencies and you're focused on a, that this is a long ball play, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would say 25 is the minimum. Yeah. Good. It's a good starting point. That's actually a kind of a must-do thing anyway now because you only can allow to grow so small amount. Yeah. Anything less than twenty-five is kind of like yeah, you're. 
And you can still move those, relatively speaking, from most people by themselves. When you start getting to the 50 gallons and above, mm-hmm. you usually need a friend. You know, so. We'll wait till they're real dry. And like, <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't really like it to do that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like to keep it, yeah, probably a little bit... Uh, a little bit on the wetter side, for sure, especially with being in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And that definitely will let it kind of drain out just a bit, and mm-hmm. then the plant will take that up real quick. Yeah. You always got to let it drain. But even, no matter what it is, make sure you see something. Something coming yeah, out. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise you're fucking like, some lockups happen. <laughs> you're getting ready for something. Like, like, I've had, that's the funny Kyle Cushman story back in the day, like, where he, his first grow was up on the, like, attic kind of carpeted attic and he was real worried about getting stained in the carpet so he like barely watered the plant and then he kind of like developed his technique from to like keep it all internal you know so it's like was the don't get the carpet dirty technique <laughs> <laughs> right yeah that was funny but it kind of, I guess he learned from it in a sense. I mean, you can, you can, there's something to be said for sort of water conservation and all that, and you can get away with it. And sometimes like, certain plants will adjust, seem to adjust for everything. But kind of my rule of thumb is to normally flush at least once in, once a week. You know what I mean? Like, gotta get that. Yeah. Our goal is to really just get to the point where you can just feed water. Mm-hmm. The microbes are just crushing it out there that, uh, Siberia, Mr. Bean, on the scene. Siberia, mm-hmm. Siberia. Yep. How you doing? Good uh, man. How are you doing, James? I'm doing good. Did you uh, Did you uh, catch the vis? I did. You uh, you look nice behind that big field of cannabis. Yeah, we'll 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 tighten this up in the in the near future. This will be. Our first attempt. Not bad for a first attempt. Just thrown together. I was going to say, yeah, they just, yeah, just, it's better than we've had in the past. So shit, I'll take it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We got a beautiful green screen, obviously, and like sort of you know, nice spot, uh, decent lighting, in, in, everything. In fact, huh? In fact, why, why don't I fly in next week? I'll see you next week, and I'll come check out the studio myself. Oh, of course you will. You're going to be on here as um, with the whole Raider Bash, right? Oh man, looks like it. Looks like we're doing some fun stuff next week. So, uh, we're going to have Joseph and Justin uh, from Dark Heart Clonery, Dark Heart uh, Clones out of California, who do they do uh, big t- tissue culture and uh, atypical Mary stem um, oh, yeah, exploration cool. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be cool. Kind of, you know, talk about commercial viability and clean clones. I mean, especially when you get up to the big stuff, you want to have everything clean. Oh, now so, you're now you're okay about clean clones now. Before it was like no clones. Now you can. Now you're like no going from no clone zone to the clean clone zone. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the, the problem with clones is that you, it's, it's like it's like it's like girl. You, you don't ever know what you're getting, what you're bringing into your house. With, you know. Like mm-hmm. we, now you're doing. Above, now you get a clone of the girl that you love that you picked out, <laughs> and she's clean, and and she she got all of her shots. She <laughs> she's not gonna. She's not gonna induce anything to your growth site. No crabs. Yeah, site. yeah. Dude. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna grow a clone, you might as well grow like the certified Swamp Boys cut of Horace, you know, or Swamp Boys cut of, of, of Nigeria. Mm-hmm. One of them, but but I mean, there's no reason to buy like a an unverified a, a dirty clone. There's too many dirty clones floating around. 
dirty hose. <laughs> there are definitely, there are definitely, yeah. People are always yeah. like, hey, you want this, you want that, you want that, and I'm kind of like, oh. Exactly. You know? And you say clean, oh. and they say of course, and then you're like, <laughs> and then you look at yeah. it with a loop, and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in the parking my, lot. My, my <laughs> favorite song is, is two weeks later, people will call me, they'll be like, it was from my, my sister's brother or my, my, my wife's brother-in-law, and he's always been a good guy, and da, 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 and I'm like, fuck, you didn't let it into your ground, did you? Well, uh, I'm like, fuck. Don't you have a quarantine room? I'm like, God, if you're going to take something, at least quarantine shit. Mm-hmm. Beat it. Button. Beat it. Put a spotlight on it. Fucking poke it. Yeah. <laughs> so what, are, uh, what are some of the genetics that um, are highlighted from this clean these clean clones uh well we don't uh we're working on uh, a couple of breeders i know we've got duke in the system uh, we're working on a chem dog some of those but um these are more just about just about like if you want to preserve your strain if you want to put it in a put it in a petri dish these are the guys that'll do it clean it up uh put it in the petri dish and preserve it for you so you don't have to keep um like adam's been doing keep toting around that sage mother for the last seven <laughs> yeah that'd be fun i was ready to do first thing exactly what i was thinking i was like oh my god i can clean this is gonna be great all right and check yes. this out you can also you can also do the same thing with males yeah so instead of having that male ground forever and ever and ever if you, mm-hmm. if you work on a different project you're like oh, i'm just gonna put this guy away for now mm-hmm. i'll come back and get him when i need him literally and then work on something else and then oh. you can come back and get him when you, when you need him mm-hmm. So convenient. It is. It's nice. So you're going to be here next week, and we're going to be in studio with with him. He's going to be here (coughs) here in the studio. Yep, he'll be there in the studio with me, and then uh, (coughs) nice. Still waiting to hear hear back from Skunk VA, but Uh I should have Duke Diamond and and, uh, Skunk VA from Mucky Dog Seeds um, in the in the in the house as well, so to say. In the house. They'll be at the they'll be at the booth uh, that weekend next weekend for Indo Expo, of course. That's what we're all coming into town for. Everybody's talking about. I think they've officially sold out. Um, not not theoretically, but sold out as far as ticket goes. Um, but uh, we'll have Canarado be stopping by the booth. We have a new Canarado drop, the Sunday Driver Femmes. Uh, we started pre-selling those today. You can go to the website right now. Go pick those up. Six-pack for 80 bucks. So that's a pretty good price. I would charge more, but Canarado says 80 bucks. So 80 bucks it is. Uh, I should have supposed to be meeting up with for dinner with JBZ. I should have the new Sea uh, Junkie uh, GMO Shrimp Crasher crosses as well next week in Denver um, before they even hit the website. Uh, and of course, uh, Humboldt Seed Company just did a big drop on our website that we've got. Uh, Thug, Thug Pug is up and coming again. We'll have a new drop from him here shortly. And then uh, I think a lot of people slept on the archive drop that happened this time last month he did it the day after christmas which is the worst day to drop ever but (laughs) (laughs) right oh my god buddy uh but uh some really good stuff out of there it's really frosty it's all it's all all on the site um i know everybody uh been being patient with us your site's been having some issues but we're seeing our way through it and we've got another site in development along with uh i guess i can say it now because you bitches can't steal my shit, but I let it leak a couple weeks ago that I was working on a form. Ooh. Well, that form is done. Done. That's me. So That's I, me you're talking about. Done. Yes. Yeah, I'm done. waiting for the, the, the <laughs> done uh, deal stamp of approval. Forget about it. It's never going to work. It's my thing. Oh, yeah. You, you're putting me in charge of your whole form, the whole thing? 
Oh, fuck no. Fuck oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Whoa. You just, but, but the nice thing is that you get your own room on my website, so on the forms. You get your own announcements, your own bitch. announcements, <laughs> yeah. your own facts, <laughs> and your own general section. So yeah. you can say when you got something coming up from SageMaster, when you got something, Ooh. you know, someone wants to ask you a question or you want to post some pictures or something and not take any comments on it, yeah. you can just post it up there. And the nice thing about this is, is that I own the server, uh-huh. so it's uh, it's breeder owned and operated. So it will never go away. It will never go down. It will never, never go away. away. Yeah, like you, have, a, you, yeah. Mm. you don't have to worry about Instagram deleting all your pictures, <laughs> taking all your all your IP. Right. That's so, good. Mm-hmm. I have an That's pretty stuff. cool. What what happened to you? Lost no, like, Yeah, just like that. What lost all your stuff? Deleted. Instagrams get deleted. Instagram got deleted. Yeah, how many oh, times did Instagram get deleted, James? Fifteen. We're up to fifteen now. <laughs> fifteen times. Check out my, 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 my Facebook page. We are now and, and four times Facebook deleted. So I'm now Facebook verified. Damn. It's amazing. Yeah, so now we got the great check on Facebook. So it means we're verified, can't shut me down, can't shut me up. Nice. Can't shut me no. down. <laughs> can't shut me up. Sounds like that's a good yeah. that's a good one. So you're going to be here, and we're going to be uh, in studio with those guys, and uh, then you're going to be for the show. Are you going to actually show up, or are you going to be staying in your room like you normally do? Um, I'm probably going to show up. You guys <laughs> promise not to catch the fuck out of me. I'll show up, but it's just when I go, you got breeders with us all harass me. Oh, they always. Oh, yeah, those breeders. They all harass. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is your. That's your. Your reasoning. All yep. right. I'll try not to harass you. I'll try. To, I'll try not to. So. Um, no. You know I enjoy. It. You guys stop by. It's going to be. Uh, JJ will be there. A lot, a lot of other people will be there in, in the, at the um, at the Indo Expo as well. So I think uh, Top Dog will have a booth. Ethos will have a booth. Um, exotic lava booth. I know that Soulfire will be there. Uh, that was it. Fell off there. Yeah. Oh, you're back. <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> Siberian internet connection. Are there any genetics that are popping up that you're in? excited yeah. for for 2019? Anything that you think? I don't know. I mean. I'm interested to see all these land race things that people are popping everywhere that are like, you know, because everybody has, every time I've ever popped anything, I'm always usually like 98% disappointed usually for most of the stuff. And mm-hmm. unless you live in a really good spot where you can actually like let it express itself properly because indoor just is not a good spot and greenhouse is, <laughs> is okay, but it's also almost like too tame to like get the real, you know, it's kind of like, You've got to live in the right spot, be able to bang them out, let them do their thing, fucking get rid of them, you know, because when you do them, any, any, any kind of cramming or whatever, especially with a lot of those things because they're stupid, like big and, yeah. Yeah, let them get all funky, let them get big and... Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, I've had a few interesting, interesting things along the way, but uh, for the most part, it was always like a, a lot of... Whack shit. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have the right connection. What's going on there? I don't know. He hung up. Out. Bean cool. out. Cool. Bean out. Yep. Oh, Bean. We didn't talk to you for two seconds. <laughs> it's okay. No, you were all snarled up as usual. 
I bet he had his little fucking, he has a Madonna thing he wears. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna thing, I've never heard that. That's funny. That's, he totally, well, yeah, he does. You yeah. can tell how old someone is if they call it a, a Madonna thing or a Justin Bieber thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the two. Why, is there some new guy that uses it for auto-tune or something? No, Justin no. Bieber, I guess, would be like the most recent <coughs> dude to use one of them, maybe. Yeah. No, I don't know Madonna for music <laughs> and then Madonna before that yeah just stick with that man. That's, that's the original I'm good with it um, okay so those two shows coming up anything else in the uh, organic world that people should be on their lookout for as far as like uh, you know seminars and expos things yeah um, I'll be speaking at Indo Expo on Sunday mm. um, at 1.30pm Sunday one thirty. Probably be popping okay. Yeah. I Well, it's, you know, trying to help out don't the do the 11, Don't do the 11, 11 o'clock slots. the worst. Like, Is it? Yeah. Cause That's what no I usually there. get. <laughs> no one's ever there. You're like, what the hell? That's why you get one guy at your thing. <laughs> me. I was the one there yeah, all, go, right. Brian. <laughs> go, Brian. Go, Brian. No, they did me one time at 10 o'clock in Alaska at, like, the opening, like, kind of almost like a keynote situation. And I was, like, all prepared and got there. And I was, like... Literally nobody's here. Like, I'm, oh, like, I'm uh, not what. And then, like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, then, like, two people showed up, so I was like, all right, I got to do it now. But it was funny because it was like, I guess I'm not doing it. Like, I walked in, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, turned around, walked out, came back in like two minutes later, and it was two people. I was like, all right, let's do this. But it slowly filled up. I had maybe fucking sixty people, but it was so early. Though. It was like ten to ten forty-five or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nobody's there. Also Gotta kind of earn your stripes, I think, with that too, though. You know, and get the later dude, slot. Been the headliner that the hell is going on with this. I guess me, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? No, then later they were like, "Oh yeah, we realized later we should probably should have had him finish it off." <laughs> I, said, I always finish. I never end. Uh, I never start. I mean, come on, I always finish it off. That's, yeah, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> Last on. So Last you're doing off. that uh, for Indo Expo as well, right? Being like a moderator for a few Yeah, whatever speakers. that means. Yeah, whatever that means. What yeah. does that mean? What should we call you? I like moderator. It's moderator. perfect. It doesn't mean, it means like nothing. It's like perfect. It's exactly <laughs> There's no responsibility with that role. That is a job that I love right there. Like, moderator. I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember who, who, who people are. But, you know, it should be good. Now I'm learning. So it's good. So this is a test. This is only a test for my moderation. <laughs> the other event uh, I think we're winding down the last 10 minutes right yeah right on because yeah. we started about that didn't we yeah we started about 20 minutes later I think 20 yeah Even 440 yeah exactly I don't know what time it is now it's close it's close um, so let's do some shout outs and then uh, yeah we'll, we'll be back again. now that we have this awesome setup we can get all crazy now people will want to come on the show before they're just like (laughs) where are you at now i'm like not uploading in my in my garage (laughs) i'm on this fucking uh, we were outside of a place one i I would never watch any of those shows but it'd be funny to watch sometimes like the one we were outside yeah right yeah yeah because we we knew we couldn't smoke inside so we moved everything outside (laughs) (laughs) the truck and the party bus one's pretty good though (laughs) the truck and the party bus yeah and kti in the truck see i I like (laughs) the truck one (laughs) 
Yeah, getting high in my truck. So yeah, we, we've we've had some pretty ridiculous. We should, <laughs> it's an adventure every week. If we actually stay here for a little bit, we could like montage some of the good moments. <laughs> of those. Yeah. those those are already like worth <laughs> getting some of the. Dude, the fire alarm. Fire is <laughs> official, man, for yeah. sure. All the, the lights and the stuff. Mm-hmm. The fire alarm. You, you throw on that green suit, too. No one will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be hiding in that infield. <laughs> I'll be just there, and no one will know I'm there. I'll be the invisible. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. I just have the beard. I just have to have a beard, like, cut the beard out. So it pops <laughs> out. Dab rig. I'll be a floating beard. <laughs> the beard. And It'd dab. be like your logo, man. Just like the logo. There yeah. you go. I'll do that. I will do that. Don't worry now that we have <laughs> access, <laughs> to <laughs> the detail, yeah. access to all this. It'll be fun. Um, shout outs. Go for it. Give us a... Oh, yeah. Now, we, is uh, there, now is your time to shine, all you Instagram kids. You can uh, yeah, follow all, us on uh, Green Prairie t- Farms. Everything. We got um, out there in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, 918 Organic Cannabis. Uh, that's our business partner with uh, Jason, myself. And then uh, myself, 303 Organic Cannabis. Uh, we hope to uh, really just kick off the new year with uh, the the event that we have going. And like I said, you get to choose your price point. And if mm-hmm. you just want to come down, you got 10 bucks, and that's all you got. That's fine, too. You know, we're just trying to get education abroad. And then we know that people like to smoke. Obviously, we enjoy smoking. That's why you move around so much because <laughs> it's kind of hard for, I guess, guys like us not to smoke. So that's why we're going out of our way to uh, allow a consumption tent and uh, mm-hmm. we also got how with the looper bus so mm-hmm. we want to you know make it a an event to remember and really start to we also hope that networking goes on there as well as education yeah it's inevitable i mean it's one of those things where you, you get to the some of the big events that are huge with 600 booths 800 booths 1000 booths you're like holy shit it's the end of the earth and then about a week later you're at, you're at a tiny little one in some little fucking podunk town with 14 weeks, you know, and you're like, geez, the contrast is amazing. And none of those people in that town even heard of that big show, you know what I mean? And they're right, like, right. Oh, wow, there's a lot of, you know, quick, uh, and at the same time, it means that people are going to learn fast and not necessarily learn correct, but they're going to learn fast as far as the key kind of things. I think organic growing will be, uh, Hopefully, front and center, and for in some places, because consumers just that's what they want. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the only way we'll get the the attention, which they already kind of do. Like, if you go to any uh, grocery store, or whatever, people will gravitate obviously towards organic because it's like getting coming towards the right price point, like where it's mm-hmm. it's expensive, but it's not it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's like that little tiny expense. And then there's sometimes where I, you know, and of course, you kind of follow the rule. Of course, you don't need to, you don't have to go organic on everything because not everything is necessarily going to be affected the same. But I still, <laughs> well, I'll still spend the extra money. I'll be like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Right. I'll feel that much better. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's one of those, once you get that in your head, you kind of like steer that direction the most. I think with cannabis, it's going to be the same thing. Like, people are going to pay. Even if it's just twenty percent more, or whatever, that's the kind of it's a, like it's a lot. Tax. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a health tax exactly, and that's also, but that's also a lot like more workable than being always the guy that sells the cheapest shit. You know what I mean? So, 
Stay away from the cheap shit. Yeah, and you get what you pay for. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Speaking of that, we also, I just want to give a shout out to mm-hmm. Trade Winds. Uh, Eric is the owner of that, and he is the, uh, the, the team that will be protecting everyone, uh, making sure that everyone that gets in there is 21 and over. I just want to point out that if you do not have a ticket, even if I've known you for a long time and all the things that everybody tells us at these events, you're not getting in. So was, was a warning. Yeah, that was exactly, that was and that's serious. from them because they're they're scanning. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna have it just ne- it needs to make sure that everyone there need, that uh, is needs to be there and wants to be there should be there. And anybody else that doesn't have a ticket, unfortunately, you're not we'll gonna be, be able to get ravaged in. by saber tooth tigers. Yes, genetically modified in the back. So just yeah, in our tissue culture lab. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to say anything else of? Like, um, what you and French will be doing in the tent? Uh, so, yeah, like, like Brian was saying, we're going to bring, uh, I'll bring a couple varieties of bags, got some full mesh bags that we'll bring, and then just some standard um, for micron extracts and, and uh, bolted bags, and just give a general, you know, teaser on how the process is done, because to, to really sieve resin is a, a technique, more so than any type of extraction, so... I think that'll be something cool. We'll, we'll showcase a little bit of that. Can I throw yeah. uh, one more set of bags in? What are you doing? What size bags are you doing? So actually, we're just I'm bringing bags to show a process. Whatever bags oh. you want, they're five gallon is the ones I'm going to bring. Large ones, if you have a set and would like to bring. I mean, I think it's always oh, well. a lot of the people that um, that I've I've talked with do a lot of their own smaller processing, but mm-hmm. commercial. Size is also, and that's one of the things Frenchy talks about out and what he does with his VSOP press out in, in California. So, mm-hmm. yeah, out there he's got a 30 gallon washer. Um, I'm going to bring a five gallon, but you know, it's a complete contrast, and you and can I get the varying results. So we're right all in the middle. Right <laughs> down the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and really, that's to you know to highlight some of the stuff that he's doing. And like mm-hmm. I said, he's coming as a as a friend uh, that I asked to come show up. He's going to provide a. Some of his stuff, I think, to sample. Resin. Yeah. Resin, yeah, if, if, it, if it's your first time ever getting to hear Frenchy talk, it's uh-huh. always one of those things that's an adjustment of the ear, but uh-huh. he he is very educated, and you want to hear what he's saying, <laughs> but there's just times you're not catching everything. So, yeah, we'll be doing some of that. Um, uh, Uncle Snoop, you want to kind of, you'll be doing like a live yep, demo. We'll and be rolling up. We're in skill set. Yeah, we're gonna be rolling up, doing some braids like we we're talking about, pipe joints. All right, so um, we have to so stuff uh, over there. Is there a com- any kind of internal competition going on? Or? No, it's just I don't think what? we're right. No, it's just for fun. We're just <laughs> hey, if you kind of <laughs> we got so much that we you want to take <laughs> charge of that, bud? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, what? I want to see the pressure. I want to see sweat. <laughs> <laughs> no competition. Uh, we want to do these more. Though. I want to put that out there. We hope to have more of these. So yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be that'd be awesome. So it's. It's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, we just roll up at the events, bring out uh, some of the fun joint stuff like this to show off, and then, you know, roll up some cool stuff there. All right, and you're rolling up a gold microphone for everybody, too. So for yeah, everybody. I got the Holy microphone. Say like how many? No, just for everybody. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how for many? For 200 people. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those $10 tickets <laughs> are flying off the shelf. Yeah, we so. yeah, got yeah. the gold microphone coming. Nice. Yeah, so that's for the speakers, and then, yeah, just hope everybody enjoys themselves. If they do uh, buy a ticket, uh, VIP ticket, that does include a dinner from a gentleman named Brett. 
uh, out in Las Vegas that's really well known for his infused uh, pairings and that kind of stuff. So we're bringing people from. Um, oh, and jo- a shout out Josh Steensland. He's actually just coming out to for the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a gentleman that I've actually. Uh, not afraid to say that I admire uh, his tactics and uh, his thought processes and stuff like that. So that's another gentleman. That's, Definitely a good um, guy, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's going to be a good event and then uh, followed by another good event. So we should have uh, a lot of networking next week. It's going to be some sure. good stuff. So Excited um, for it. Yeah, it is good to see. Colorado still has a little, little energy left because, I mean, it was kind of dying out here for a while mm-hmm. as far as it, I felt for the local shows because i mean thing is as bad as high times is it it is like it was nice when it was like oh we'll do the big one in denver every 420 i thought oh we're good like that's a solid even though Mm -hmm. it's not so much the the actual high times cup as much as the fact that everybody would have a reason to come here Mm -hmm. for that and i was hoping like that was going to actually hang out but <laughs> it turned out to be the one place they said like they'll never out basically they don't, can't come not that they said they won't come back but I don't see them trying to even attempt it at this point because mm-hmm. still not set up for it you know but yeah. it's weird like that kind of was the turning point because there was that moment in time where it was like fucking pretty big I was like dude <laughs> this is the fucking biggest cup I've ever been to you know yeah. like but it wasn't very well put together and the rest of it you know there was still, there was still a lot to be like it's yeah. real hot and fucking yeah. kind of you know there was a lot of work to be done but yeah it was kind of sad because that was definitely like one of those things where it would have been a good to, to have that one because now 420 sucks in Colorado yeah, yeah I remember like, being <laughs> real excited at the time though that that was going to be at least yeah. something every year <clears throat> and, yeah, yeah it was like a celebration yeah it was like, fucking didn't have a short lived Oh, uh, one more shout-out, man. Uh, ben Conte, he's like my right-hand man with a lot of that stuff. Um, he doesn't even want the spotlight or anything. No one ever, Most people don't even know who he is, uh, but he is a, a backbone for what we do, and I definitely want to give him a shout-out because I wouldn't be able to do this event without him. Other than that, good. Man. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Anything you want yeah. to shout-out? Yeah. So I, I guess one thing I'd like to say, I'd like to uh, – thank St. Baldrick's for all they do for um, children with cancer. Uh, my patient, Daisy, if you do hashtag hope for Daisy, you can see a lot of information on her. Um, and like I said, I'll be collecting donations for her fund specifically, shaving my head uh, end of March. I almost got a foot of hair now, so I'll be chopping off a lot. Um, but I think that's something that uh, is always good if you can and help people in need. You know, I, I always try to promote that as much as possible. Of course. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Um, just shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who uh, went, supposed to go ice skating, but it was pretty narrow, gnarly out there today. So yeah. hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But cool. we'll find out. Broken leg when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> we know he was Slipped on, on the ice. <laughs> oh, no. Twisted the knee. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad I'm not the first person to bring him onto the ice because A, I suck, and B, so I would just be the worst coach in general. But, you know, uh, I think he needs to be toughened up <laughs> by, by someone else going like, Nick, come on. Because I know that I would be like, ter- like I said, a terrible uh, fucking, terrible fucking example. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Ace down at the farm. 
Kev helping out. Uh, Jack Gang, MC, MTI, KTI, everybody. Uh, like I said, also get ready for if you got if you're going to be in Barcelona for March 13th, which is the day before Spanibus, and you got two ounces of killer fucking fireweed that you think is going to fucking win ADSI, then get ready, bring it, bring it. That's the official. Last week was the official announcement. This is the second official announcement, but it's happening. We're going to be there. MT, he's getting a passport, right, MTI? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yep. See, I am. I found mine. I lost mine for a little while there. No, I had mine. First. <laughs> <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! I couldn't I believe to, I lost it. I went to Jamaica two years ago, and then I came home and I washed my passport and my shorts. So it's damaged. So the eyes have to get it renewed, basically, or replaced. Yeah, it's. Uh, it was kind of weird because I. I I basically pulled, I had it in my backpack, and I knew it was in my backpack, and I pulled everything out of my backpack so frantically that I pulled it right out of my backpack, <laughs> like mixed up with other shit, and then gave up on it, and then was like, oh my god, I can't believe I lost it, and then later I was kind of going back in this fucking thing of papers, and I was like, oh my god, it's like, and it's exactly the papers that I knew it was in. <laughs> anyway, it was a self-brain, fu- but it was a long, I had it like for a month where I didn't know where it was, and that's shit. like... Luckily, I didn't need to go anywhere. I was in Puerto Rico, where you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people doing stuff in Puerto Rico, man. It's a it's a pretty hot it's a pretty hot spot. It's it's got the right climate, and it's uh, it's not great climate, but it's good climate because it's got some mountains. It goes up to like 4,700 uh, feet, so it's pretty high hmm. for you know the island. Yeah, well, makes sense. Uh, all right, guys. See you guys next week, and uh, yeah. yeah. Appreciate you, Adam. Yeah, having us on, man. Yeah. Thanks. Never to say. I don't have. I don't have a catchphrase, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, done. Drop it's season. done. Yeah, this, <laughs> done this deal. Is one done deal. Yeah, done deal. I got a bunch of catchphrases, but I don't use them. That's the problem. That's a done deal. Oh well, this is a done deal. So peace, guys. Peace. See you next week. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks.